Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience, presented by DraftKings 2021 Week 7 Picks Against the Spread Survivor Selections. Free money teasers or money line parlays that might actually win with the pace that it's going on this year, plus a cast corner mini halfway through the show. I want to remind everyone out there to smash the like button, time code everything that you enjoy in the comment section to help us prepare the best of the year. But most importantly right now is subscribe to Mayo Media Network. If you have not done that yet, please, we're on the push for 30,000 subs. We would like to get there sooner rather than later. And if you have not done that yet with your help, we can do that as soon as possible. And if you ever want this show early, subscribe to the Mayo Media Newsletter. The link is in the description for that right now. Free to join. You'll get the show sent to you on Tuesday evenings, well before everyone else. Listeners League link for DraftKings is down there as well, plus a bunch of other stuff. Jeff Feinberg is on the show. Jeff, I am in an uncharacteristically good mood on a Tuesday afternoon. How many minutes into the show until you think my mood changes? Uh, I'm going to do my best not to interrupt you. So I'm going to play no part in doing that, but I'm in a good mood as well. It's a beautiful Tuesday. I hate to sometimes agree with Tim, but, uh, this is like my optimal weather. We're back to hoodie season. It's still on the cusp of hoodie and, and short season. It can still live in, in some parts. So I'm in a, I'm in a good place. I'm in a good place. I'm actually going to play golf on Wednesday morning. And I went and looked at the weather. I was like, man, this, this is bordering on getting too cold for me. Golf is not fun. I'm not one of these people that like, listen, I'm just very soft and doughy in general, but when it's like too hot or cold, I'm really not one of those people that need it, especially off like a summer where it seems like you played a ton. It's such a hard game for me to begin with, as it is for most people that add the layer of uncomfortable to it, be it sweltering heat or now I'm cold. Oh, I, it, it, you know, for as how much I love it, playing golf uncomfortable might be one of the worst things in the world. I completely agree. If it starts to rain, and like I'm like mostly through my round or I just not feeling anymore. It's like, yeah, that's it for me. I don't want to play in. The I didn't come out here to walk around in the rain. That's that's not really what I'm up to. I'm not I'm not serious enough at golf to really yeah. go through that. But if you're looking for golf picks for this week, check out Mayo Media Network. You got Fantasy Golf Degenerates, the Euro Show. And Jeff and I will even be doing a little mini pick segment for the Zozo Championship. But it's time to get to the rest of the crew. The loser of the week. It's not who you expect. It is. The coin. The coin lost last week. Jeff and I tied for second, meaning in first place for the week <laughs> six picks with a record of nine and five. It was Tim Underkust. Tim Underkust. That's not my name, but I will uh, join in with you two gents by saying that I too am in a very happy mood here on a Tuesday. So I I'm feeling a bullion and happy today. Is that because you just laid out a path how the Jets make the playoffs again one week after being like, oh, no, it's all over? We'll come on to that when we come on to that. But it's just I'm in a good mood. Uh, just, I don't know what to say. The weather is great at this time of year. Jeff's right. I love it. it. Another couple of weeks, the clocks go back and it gets even darker earlier. Like, this is a great time of year and I'm very excited. <laughs> 
So, I, I mean, we kind of litigate this every single year. However, uh, the moment it starts getting dark by the time that I start recording this show, I mean, it's pretty depressing stuff. I mean, if you're like a depressed person to begin with, of course, like being dark at 4.30 in the afternoon is probably where you want to be. I want it to be light out till 10 p.m. and I want it to be 35 degrees Celsius at all times. That is my ideal weather. So I should probably just well, move like close to the equator. I was going to say, you might as well move to Brazil then or somewhere situated on the equator because in this part of the world that doesn't happen and i'm looking forward to that big bear hug that is a 445 sunset i'm excited <laughs> it's a tough scene out there so to recap last week let's see here jeff and i both went eight and six Gust went nine and five. The coin went five and nine. First losing week in a while for the coin. Jeff and the coin are tied for the overall lead for the season at 48 and 45. Tim and I are tied at 47 and 46. Everyone batting above 500, which I think is the first time ever that's happened. Not well above 500, but above 500. Nonetheless, Jeff got the Carolina Panthers wrong as his super lock. He drops to four and two. Cust got Les Titans. Correct on Monday evening at plus five and a half. He goes to two and four, and I skate by again with what some might call the luckiest cover of all time. I wouldn't, as we will probably get into that with the Dallas Cowboys. Five and one for the year on Super Locks. I'm just, I'm rolling well with that so far this season. Jeff and I stay alive in Survivor. Obviously, Tim is out, and the Miami Dolphins ruined Tim's money line parlay before the day even began on Sunday, Tim. When we were at the gym together, we're gym buddies on Sunday now. We are. It's frustrating. It was the only part of the free money par uh, teaser that didn't win. But uh, yeah, no, we are like Sunday gym buddies now. But one of our friends was concerned. I got my heart rate over 200 on one of the machines we were using. Well, I mean, eventually you're going to start getting back into better cardiovascular shape exactly. and, that, and that won't be a problem anymore. I'm all about the Stairmaster now. I am a devotee of the Stairmaster. There's well, no better machine in that entire gym. Well, you've used it twice now, so you're you're looking good. That's all I need to know something. Uh, like, I feel like I, I understand its utility. And like, I'm still sore today from Sunday's exercises. That's how good of a workout I had. No, you need, to get, you, you need to get back in there and work out another muscle group before like you, the, the soreness goes away. You got to do like shoulders or something like that. I, I agree. And uh, tomorrow I will be. All right. Well, Jeff, you got any gym tips? <laughs> no, just avoid McDonald's on the way home. Uh, Tim went to McDonald's, that, but just got coffees for us, though. Yes, indeed. Just coffees. And the vast, vast, vast majority of my trips in the last week have just been coffees in DCs, like 90% plus. That's what they've been. So the $3 diet soda, Tim too rich. Oh, please. But wait, till you wait till we talk about the corner topic. I'm almost embarrassed to bring up what I want to talk about on corner. Well, that's, that's right. We actually made your photo on the screen look more insane, as many people complained that the new phoner board did not make you look insane enough. Fine, whatever. I'm doing a great job with this season, proving that I am squarely in third place behind Jeff and Cam and the insane person ranking. So if you're trying to goose the numbers by putting that photo up, go ahead. Like, it doesn't bother me. No, this, this was explained to me pretty well, is that Jeff is not insane. Jeff is passionate. So his passion comes through, and some people might read that as crazy, but it's not. He's just a very passionate individual. And yes, Cam is insane, but he's a fun insane. You're insane, but it's like a Norman Bates insane. <laughs> no, it's not. That's that. Again, I think I would know if I were insane. Tim also takes any 
like he doesn't read the tweets well. <laughs> like if someone is literally joking with him and labeling him less insane that than Camerai, he 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 takes it one hundred percent at face value, one hundred percent of the time. He can't read the room in many instances when he's not even being complimented. So he runs with that. Yes, it's a useful thing for me to use at that time to bolster my argument. You're right. Yeah, but the fact that you keep dwelling on it is not helping your argument whatsoever. People know that you're the insane person. How well, that, we'll what, see. What, 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 uh, and here's something to go counteract that, though. What is your McDonald's spend up to, number-wise, through McDonald's Monopoly so far? Because I think the people will be surprised, not as high as it seems. No, I cracked 200 today. So in like it's like two 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 oh three. So it was like seventy five since we last spoke on this show. Wow, All right. okay. hundred bucks a week. Hundred bucks a week is not bad, Tim, is it? But for you, it's bad for like you know people. But for you, that's pretty good. No, but I mean, it's just. No. I, I agree with that person's assessment. I am passionate. I'm overly passionate at times, but I don't get triggered when Pringles changes a mascot <laughs> or when KFC puts a green on, green on their sign. I don't need to pull over and calm down. What about when J. Rowe has got a photo being taken of him playing with his sons, but the Morgan Stanley logo is clearly visible and you have a meltdown about that on Twitter. Would that's, you literally that's, a, that's literally an internet like bit that I like having fun with and I'm living the bit now. Me it, and no, Justin Rose are living the bit. It We're became, living the bit. It became a bit. It didn't start that way. It started that way because of the righteous indignation. <laughs> the funny thing is, it. it's so mainstream. Like my jokes about Justin Rose from like two, three years ago are now just mainstream golf media jokes. I also think people have forgotten the whole story arc of the 2020 season where you went through, I'm only going to buy one or two Herbert cards to having so many boxes full of Herbert <laughs> cards. You can give them away for free to people on the show. Like that's Listen, the whole crazy the thing. Arc. The chargers are running so well that I don't even like Herbert yeah, can really have a good, good game, a bad game. I don't even think about the Herbert cards. It's like the 16th element of chargers football that comes into my mind after a game card collectors well, last week, for card they... collectors it's like the first thing they think about is oh my god the guy played well the cards worth x or cards not so yeah i don't know that was a covid derangement i i don't care i got lost in 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 a stock like essentially my version of being able to buy a stock in a young Charger quarterback. I got lost in that, in a COVID well, I see, day. I don't see how Monopoly, McDon McDonald's Monopoly is any different than that in some ways. Are you, say, are you saying that McDonald's are Monopoly is me? like collecting are stock? Are you kidding me? In some ways. You have a 1 in 17 million chance of winning. The big one. Yeah, you're right. Like, But I mean, most people who play the stock markets don't hit big either. And secondly, <laughs> I wanted to say to Jeff that you I was really happy for him last week. Because I figure since the greatest game in Charger history was a 45 nothing loss, that a 38-6 to loss has got to be like second or third all-time <laughs> Charger. <laughs> no, I, I don't know. If you watch, you know, like even my comments last week on the show and and even on, on um, Fine Bolt, like uh, that was the smallest Charger bet I made all year. I didn't really like the game. I didn't really like the spot. The seasons are made up of games where you get your ass kicked, where you're going to kick someone's ass, and those games that are close. And that's where you sort of find out who you are. I, I don't 
No, I mean, like, do I have a bet on the Chargers to win the Super Bowl? Yeah, absolutely. Had they won that game and gone to five and one, would they have entered potentially a Super Bowl conversation? Of course, that would have been fun. I would have enjoyed that. But the Chargers, hold on. The Chargers are 100% in line with what I thought their season could be. And we're very much on that path. And they got their ass kicked by a very good team before their bye week. And their only two losses are to five and one football teams. And you could hear me break down the first part of the season on fine bolt this week, but you can't bring me down on the chargers chargers footballs in an absolute great place. People still want to laugh at me for how I proclaim them winners after like four or five teams in the league last year. I, I still stand by that. You know, I don't care. Like that, whatever. Chargers football's in a good place. Things like needing to stop the run better. We got, well, we'll figure that out. That's part of the process. Like we're not close to our ceiling. There's still a long journey ahead in trying to figure out what this team will be. Both this year's house money. Like the real pressure cooker starts in the next couple. This year's house money, bud. Two things with Tim right now. One, I just got a text about something that was cursed. Uh, remember how much you were digging Paris Campbell on the weekend, Tim? I've always liked Paris Campbell. Injured reserve. Yeah. Oh, poor guy. Uh, also, this one's not necessarily a curse, but you were just slagging on Jeff about these Herbert cards, which he probably has like, uh, he were to sell them tomorrow, probably like 20K worth of Herbert's cards. And you're collecting like Batman Forever mugs from McDonald's from like 25 <laughs> years ago, which we found out were worth less than a dollar. They're worth more than a dollar. And secondly, because I paid more than a dollar or it doesn't mean that it doesn't mean that they're worth more than a dollar, pal. They're cert- they're certainly worth more than a dollar. Like, Not yours. Uh, yes, they are worth <laughs> more than that. You don't know what you're talking about. And- that's like an interesting thing to slander me on is something that is a a, a definitive W for I wasn't me. slandering you about collecting cards. I was slandering you about the nonsensical journey you took through the world of cards. Whether it's <laughs> screaming okay. at that guy about the, the card protectors or, you know, the... the, the, the right. very- I did have an incident with a... Or oh, that I, I only to... collect cards that are Herbert cards. And then you were asking questions about various other Chargers breaks you could get into. And, other, nope. and then interested in golf cards. And like I'm just saying, I have no issue with card collecting. And card collecting is a perfectly fine and noble pursuit. But my criticism or comment was about that you went on an insane roller coaster last year. Thank God it was a good... Thank God that, um, yeah, it wasn't the some other quarterback... Yeah, it doesn't, yeah, sa- it doesn't yeah. sound so insane when it's worth a bunch. You're, you're actually right, though. Those Cubs are not worth a dollar. They're worth $2.19. But it would cost me $31 to get it shipped to me. So the shipping, far more valuable than the cup itself for Batman Forever 1995 McDonald's mugs giveaways. So that's Man, those are great mugs. Those are great mugs. Well, you should go buy them then to replace yours. Great mugs. No, they were the mug. That, that, that was my mug. See, that seems pretty insane. You know, you like these mugs, but you won't get a new one. It's only going to cost you. I guess the shipping would cost you a bunch, but maybe you can find one to buy in bulk. You know, I don't know how to do any of that. Maybe you should figure that out. You're not, you know, 98 years old. You're younger than oh, Jeff anyway. and I. You can figure this yeah. out. Yeah, no, I can't. 
See, that's that's a pretty insane thing to say, isn't it? That you can't figure out how to buy something off eBay? eBay? Oh my goodness. I couldn't even begin to imagine how you... Per- isn't that all auctions? Like, I don't have all day to sit there and make bids on eBay. Oh, $4 on a mug. Oh, $6 on a mug. Oh, $8 on a mug. Like, I haven't got time to do auctions on eBay to buy mugs. Are you crazy? Well, for something like, that... Amazon is hard yeah, 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 but here's the thing. For products that no, no one else wants, you can just pay for it and it's yours. That's not how auctions work that I've been to. How many auctions have you been to? I've been to a handful. How actually. many have you been to? Zero? No, I went to the bike auction almost every single year to get a new bike. But we already established on the show that you can't ride a bike. So why were you going to I those? can ride a bike and did ride bikes quite a bit in my youth. And so you could get them cheap at the police auction uh, for police bikes. Auction. Uh, I've been to silent auctions. I've been to charity auctions. Uh, I always thought I'd be a good auctioneer. You Rick. think you need to sit by, like, if you want something on eBay, you have to sit at the computer the so. whole day? I assume so. Or you have to be, like, paying attention to when the last bid was made so that you can jump in and make a bid. Like, Or you on- just need to know when the auction ends or set your high bid number, which isn't an ideal strategy, but I don't know. Yeah. I mean, or, or, you're, they, you're lost- or when someone outbids you, they send you an email because that's how it works. <laughs> seems like a lot of work. It's really not. I mean, if you think that's a lot of work, I can't imagine what you know you actually do on a day-to-day basis. But let's get into the football games. Thursday night football, Denver tap at Cleveland. Cleveland is currently a three and a half point favorite in this game. That's down to minus, or sorry, plus 100 at DraftKings Sportsbook. All these lines are from DraftKings Sportsbook. Code PME will get you like a promo of some sort if you put that in, if you're a first-time player at DraftKings Sportsbook. So this is going to go down to minus three pretty quickly. We got it minus three and a half on the show. Nick Chubb out, Kareem Hunt out four to six weeks. We don't know if Baker is playing. We don't know if Beckham is playing. Landry is probably not playing. They have. We don't know if their offensive line is playing. It's a real tough scene for this triage unit that is the Browns right now. I mentioned this to Paul, Jeff, uh, before we came on, that they always talk about on the Dogger Pass podcast where Cody's won like $3 million over the past three weeks. I think it's like 100 k or something like that. People should watch the- like eight, like 25 straight fights or something. Yeah, he had that on the go, but he's up like over six figures like over the past month or something. People should watch that if they actually want to win money. Not this show. But they always talk about like there's gatekeeper guys in the UFC where, oh, if you go up against this guy, like if you're good, you're definitely going to beat him. And like, you're probably going to be good in that division in the UFC. Or if you're this prospect, you have some hype, you have to fight this guy. Cause if you can't beat this guy, then you know, you're not really all that good. Denver is that team this year. They're going to beat you up if you're a bad team and they're going to lose to you if you're like even a reasonably good team. So I don't really know what to make of this. It seems like the world will just be betting Denver in this game, but here is a uh, not-so-hot take for you. If Case Keenum starts this game, I like the Browns' chances better because Baker just... I mean, it's... I don't know if he's not good or he is just so banged up that it's a real problem right now and he's playing through it, but he should not be playing at the moment because he's too hurt. Yeah. Baker, before Tim shits all over Baker, (laughs) like, it's literally coming. I'm certain of it. You know, the Jets had a week off, but... In his mind, Tim had like seven victories. It's the greatest Watch bye him. week of all time. <laughs> I can't wait to hear about it. Just let me make my short point. Um, I mean, it's unfortunate. He's lost to, to Mahomes. He's lost to Herbert. He's lost to Kyler. 
you know, so, you know, he's not winning the big games against the other guys that quarterbacks of people like that are his, you know, contemporaries, I would say, but he's clearly trying to tough out playing with an injury that he shouldn't be playing with. I don't know whether that's the prospect of needing to get paid this off season or not getting paid yet, but he was even snarky with the media after the game in typical Baker fashion. He, he 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 shouldn't have played last week's game. He's trying to tough his way through something. I'm with you, Pat. I, I'm here for, I think the Browns are good. If they go to the backup, I know they're beaten up big time, but give me Case Keenum. I'll take, I'll take Case Keenum in this game on Thursday. Yeah, and Teddy's dealing with a foot injury as well, so he's not a lock to play either, although I'm pretty sure he is going to play. So Cleveland for the coin, Cleveland for me, Cleveland for Jeff. Let's hear about Denver, Tim. Round of Cleveland's, please. Wow. I just think that Cleveland has to be the sharp side in this game. I think people are going to be all over Denver because for the reasons you just described, Cleveland is suffering through a thousand injuries and Denver, like people are like, oh, Denver's three and three. Denver's a decent team. No, they're not. I mean, I hadn't heard this gatekeeper theory before, but I think it's a very sound one. And I think it's quite applicable to the Broncos. Uh, their three wins are against two really bad teams and one team that is you know, maybe good, maybe bad. We don't know yet. Would, would, it, would that be the new? Would that be the New York Giants? No, it would not be. You who, know who it is. Who, and the who other, is it? Well, the people might not know. Who do you think is the team that they beat that isn't really bad? The Jets. Now, oh, the other, but they are really bad, though. <laughs> well, we'll see about that. Now, uh, anyway, the you're right. The Browns' losses are all the great teams. Mayfield shouldn't be playing, but give him his due. I think he's a perfectly average quarterback, and he's proven that. But he's obviously very tough, and he's playing through a lot of pain. And so I think he'll play if he can possibly play. I, I, I like the Browns anyway. I, I don't think Denver's all that good. And I'm going to go with Cleveland. Injuries may be catching up to the Browns at absolutely the wrong time. If Keenum starts this game though, Jeff, I think I'm like, I might, because I think it's going to drop to minus three. If Keenum starts, I think there would be a perception and maybe the books are too sharp for that, but maybe it goes like two and a half or two or something like that. And like I said, I like them better if they play Keenum this week and you know, in two weeks time, if Baker is healthy, then I like them better with Baker, but not right now. Yeah. Keenum would make it, you know, fit into a nice little gambling spot game for me. Denver's in its own, I don't know. And sort of following a couple of their beat reporters on Twitter, they're in their own little hot mess at the moment. They're all seemingly seem. It seems like uh, Fangio's certainly going to be on the way out at the end of the season. Um, I don't know. They've been beaten up by the injury bug. Also, I guess from a, a national or outsider perspective, though, a really embarrassing loss to the Raiders last week. Although to you, Pat, you know, your spot on the nose how that game was going to play out. One of the very few people calling it with confidence um, for the Raiders last week, but just the perception and the noise around the Raiders made that loss. I think to a lot of people seem way uglier than, than it might've actually been warranted. So round to Cleveland guaranteeing a Denver cover, at least in this game, because that never works out well for us on to Sunday which is probably the the main TV game. And we have six early games. Mm -hmm. So we have 
perfect amount of TV plus Red Zone and maybe even golf to throw on if that's still going on in Japan. Too many TVs for this slate now. It's great. Cincinnati at Baltimore. Baltimore went from six and a half to minus six right now. I'm guessing that's where it's going to settle. Over under is 47 for this game. You know, your pick of Baltimore to win the Super Bowl looking pretty good at the moment despite all the injuries, but the main man himself, Lamar. Continues to play well. Beat up on poor Jeff's Chargers last week. Ran all over them. It was disappointing if you had Lamar in fantasy because you saw these points go up on the board. It's like, oh, Latavius Murray, rushing touchdown. Oh, Le'Veon Bell, rushing touchdown. The points for Lamar just weren't there. Uh, But the team itself looked really good. Latavius Murray's banged up in this spot. I mean, I'm going to take Cincinnati because I like picking against Baltimore. I think it's good for the show. I don't know if I'm going to bet Cincinnati, but I think that, I mean, we talked about Cincinnati last week versus Detroit. And I remember telling this to Cam, like Pizzola and I, the one thing that we got right last week, like collectively, was Cincinnati's good, Detroit's bad. Now, Baltimore's good, but I don't know how good to mediocre Cincinnati is. They might be better than we think they are because their defense well, not great by any stretch, is not an absolute sieve like we thought it was going to be either. So I think this offense can score points on Baltimore because they're bad on the back end. And whether it's you know Burrow chucking it deep to chase or using Higgins and Boyd, like Boyd in the slot's going to be a real problem for Baltimore unless they can get to Burrow, which you can, but he seems to be able to overcome that. So I like Cincinnati plus the points on the road in Baltimore here. I like the Ravens, uh, perhaps unsurprisingly. And we're going to, we're going to tease the Ravens down. We're going to tease them down seven points because they're the first part of a six-team seven-point teaser this week. That's free money. Teasing through zero. All right. Yeah. Uh, I would think that the Bengals have been playing very good football, and I think they could keep the game close. So I would, I'm would. i not loving the minus six, even though I'm going to take it. Because, I mean, when, these, when this was Kansas City at Baltimore, it was, I think, Baltimore by three and other – Bengals really only three points worse than the Chiefs. I I don't believe that to be no the no case. no. It, it was uh it was Kansas City by three. I was it. I thought it was the Ravens by three. No, the Ravens were dogs at home against Kansas City. Okay, well then I retract that point. Then that then maybe that line is reasonable, and it's a divisional game. But you know what? I don't care. The Ravens are not just a good team; they're the best team in the AFC. I honestly think after last week, you have to put a gap between them and everybody else. Pick any of the other teams you want in the AFC, Buffalo, Chargers, Chiefs, you name it. They're they're all a cut below the Ravens. This is the the, the conference is probably going to go through Baltimore. They keep winning all these tiebreaker games against the Chargers, against the Chiefs, making it very difficult to imagine how the, the Ravens are not going to have home field advantage if they keep themselves healthy enough and Lamar keeps playing well. Lamar's going to win the MVP the way he's playing. There's no doubt in my mind. This Ravens team looks every bit. I mean, he's doing it with nobody. Like, the, look at the receivers that he's got. He's got good receivers. He didn't have star receivers. He's got, like, Le'Veon Bell, for heaven's sakes, running the football. Uh, Patrick Queen got hurt last week. There is no player in football more valuable to his team than Lamar Jackson. That argument is is irrefutable at this point. Uh, and you're only making me lay six into the Bengals, who are a nice story, but the Bengals are not ready for this game quite yet, I don't think. I think the Ravens win by seven. <laughs> okay. So you, you got them covering by a point, even though they're not ready. I think this is a good test game for the Bengals, whether they're re- they've really upped themselves a level after a year, Jeff, or are they going to be the same old Bengals that get tuned by the good teams in the division? Yeah, I'm just expecting a, a closer game, and I could argue there is a bit of value 
here. I thought, you know, sort of the week progressed last week. It sort of became pretty clear, you know, that there's just too much love for the Chargers and maybe not, not enough respect given to Baltimore. And I agree with literally everything Tim said. And if it's the final score he predicts, then I'll miss calling this game, you know, from a point spread, a point spread perspective by a point. But I don't know. I think the Bengals, like it's their biggest game. It's like a playoff game for the Bengals. And it's a division game for Baltimore, Harbaugh, and they're, they're so good over there. I'm not saying they're going to overlook the Bengals. I just got a feeling off a blowout um, for the Ravens. Now they're sort of like the clear definitive team a in the premier conference afc i think we just get a close four quarter game so i'm going to take these points with the with the with the bengals washington is at green bay the packers are favored by nine and a half at home 48 and a half is the over under five and one the packers are against the spread this season washington being massively overrated coming into the year one and five ats not looking good for them right now is a tough one for me because I guess Bakhtiari might be back this week for the Packers. It just It's funny that they keep covering all these games because you watch them and they don't seem like the only game they looked like the explosive Packers was the 49ers game. But other than that, just like if they were just treading water, treading water against Chicago last week. And I have no idea if Chicago's good or bad. They seem bad because they can barely move the ball on offense. And Rodgers is barely throwing the ball at this point. It's just running with Aaron Jones, running with A.J. Dillon. Rodgers making a big play when he has to. Maybe that's the formula that they're looking for right now. But there's a lot of big spreads this week. This is the only really big one from the early set of games. The other three are from the later set of games. I don't think that all of the gigantic favorites end up covering these big numbers and this one's only nine and a half which is the smallest of the four big ones but i don't know there's something something off about this game it feels like the packers defense can still be had once they start getting their defensive line back maybe they can get to the quarterback a little bit more and it's not like washington's defense isn't getting to the quarterback it's just they have no secondary to speak of so you can just kind of chuck the ball up and it doesn't really make a difference ding 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 you just made the point for green bay minus nine and a half yeah, it's just gonna be Rogers chucking bombs all day. Basically, why would he? Why would he stop? Uh, I'm gonna tease the Packers down to two and a half, and I am gonna take the Packers against the number. I think the Washington Football Team is uh, on on life support here. Well, this might be a super lock for me. Uh, Redskins and these that, points. That's, that's not their name, Jeff. You gotta stop oh. doing it. Eventually, eventually you'll learn that's not their team name, and Tim will learn that the Rams don't play in St. Louis and the Raiders don't play in Oakland anymore. Eventually, we'll get there as a community. But you like I Washington? I, I I love Washington Make this week. Case. Pardon? Make the case because I don't see it. Uh, well, this is could be an interesting one, but it the case is merely on the external factors that. The Packers have a Thursday night game versus the Cardinals coming up, followed by the Chiefs. And then I want to say another premier team from the NFC West and followed by more NFC West football games. So, yeah, give me the Redskins plus nine and a half. Maybe this even gets to 10. This is honestly super lot consideration sandwiched between a big division road win we were on the Packers last week that was a fun one so 
I was able to enjoy cocky Brett Favre, bet on him. He won for us, so that that's nice. But, yeah, I don't know. This league's all about spot games. It's a bad spot game, sandwich game for the Packers. Yeah, I'm going to go with Washington as well. It just seems... There's two games this week that I'm just blindly taking the other side of, although it really makes no sense to me, but I can't imagine anyone laying a cent on Washington this week after not scoring basically any points and making terrible decisions against Kansas City just to get walked over. Although Green Bay, I mean, they continue to cover, maybe picking trying to bet against them is tough, but you mentioned their schedule. Their next Thursday night against the Cardinals at the Chiefs at home against the Seahawks, at the Vikings, at home against the Rams, then against the Bears, Ravens, and Browns. That's tough, man. Uh, good thing they're yeah, off the Bears to- game is the only winnable one that you'd be certain they're going to win other than this Washington game. Uh, well, the Seahawks probably have Geno Picks playing quarterback yeah, for them when they okay. play. That's a, that's a fair point. So I'll go Washington blindly. I'll go with Jeff on this one. Atlanta and Miami, a game which I am in two minds of right now. Miami is a two-and-a-half-point dog at home coming back from Jolly O London. 47-and-a-half is the over-under. One, we've seen Atlanta come out of the bye the last two years and look like a completely different team. And they'll have Ridley back, and they'll have Russell Gage back. Everything's really pointing in the favor of Atlanta, coming off beating one of the AFC's premier good teams, the Jets, in London on their bye week. But with Miami, like, they're at a a two-and-a-half-point dog at home. I just feel like they're massively undervalued in the spot. I don't think that the Falcons are so much better than the Dolphins. And I guess we'll have to see the injury report, whether Parker's playing, whether Xavier Howard is back, whether Byron Jones is back. That's all up in the air as we're talking right now. It does seem like plus two-and-a-half is value on the Dolphins, though. I will take Tua. Old Tua Tugs, better than Timmy Tugs, I heard. Plus two and a half at home in this spot. Jeff. Let's just take a moment to enjoy the fact that the Dolphins are underdogs at home to a Falcons team, which is universally accepted as one of the worst teams in football. The Dolphins are underdogs at home. And they've got the golden, uh, you know, quarterback. They've got the guy who everyone said was going to be, you know, tank for Tua, the the best QB coming out of the draft in so many years. The golden idol everyone put up on a pedestal to say, my goodness, we hope we lose every game for three years straight just so we can have Tua. And he's an underdog at home against the Falcons after losing to the Jaguars and Urban Meyer. Like, you want to talk about disappointing teams, and Washington is one of them, and Seattle is one of them, but there is nobody who is more embarrassing than the Dolphins. Their Reddit board I've been going through the last couple of days has been so much fun. (laughs) It has been such a joy to see the dysfunction that's going on in South Florida. Uh, I am so happy with uh, how things are going. And I love the Falcons in this spot because it just keeps coming and coming. I, I watched all of that Falcon Jets game. The Falcons actually can move the ball. I like uh, Arthur Smith as a head coach. Matt Ryan doesn't seem like he's completely dust. They've the, the offense found some interesting plays. The defense were able to force Zach into some weird throws. The Falcons are not a good team, but the Dolphins are so bad. But don't worry, at least they have their first pick to take somebody good next year. Oh, no, they don't. They gave them away for a receiver who's worse than other receivers who went in this draft. Uh, <laughs> what a great time it is to watch the Miami Dolphins. Uh, I'm so happy. Uh, I, I just, uh, it, this is like nectar. This is like ambrosia from the gods, and I'm so happy to be consuming it. Uh, and now I'll, I'll, I'll stop and I'll let Jeff take his victory lap too. One. I just know. Oh, I, I hold, 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 hold on. Hold I, on, I Jeff. Hold on. Hold, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Tua coming back from injury 
ends up on Tim's money line free money parlay because the Dolphins definitely going to beat the Jags. Jeff and I go against Miami because you know, they're wildly undercursed. They lose the game. We end up winning money on Jacksonville over in London last week. Also, how the Atlanta is so bad and it's hilarious that they're favorites against Miami. Atlanta just beat the Jets, who apparently are a good team. Well, yeah, that was a good, good London game, though. But Miami just lost a London game. Yeah, but the Jets had just come off a huge emotional win. And anyway, just the, the Falcons are so much better than the Jags. And as bad as the, the Falcons are, Jaguars are like the worst or second worst or third worst team. Although maybe not because there's Miami. <laughs> Oh, uh, Tim, you heard, I heard Tim. <laughs> it was a great week. The Dolphins getting beat by the Jags. The Patriots throwing uh, just the, everything about this bye week was so perfect. It was such a great week. I loved it. Isn't it crazy how pumped you get about football and how great weeks are about football when the Jets don't play? Well, it takes the stress off, right? And the Irish didn't play this weekend either. It was like a true, like, re hard reset week for me to just enjoy and revel in schadenfreude of franchises that I don't like. Because you cracked you could... a Diet Coke before you previewed this game. I heard <laughs> I'm it. I'm very excited. I'm just very, I'm just, and so, I, I don't really care about this game in particular. I, I just like to see the Dolphins floundering in front of everybody. Oh, the Dolphins are a sleeper team to win the Super Bowl. Oh, the Dolphins could win the division. Oh, the Dolphins are so Who, who said the Dolphins are a sleeper team to win the Super Bowl? Was it Dolphins uh, Reddit? You, everyone was talking about Tua and the Dolphins before the season began. Well, no, 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 pump the fucking brakes for a second. Give me names. Give me the receipts on these people. I don't well, they were, the, listen, not the to Tim's extent, out. but there were people... Listen, I saw it like there were nothing to do with like my own personal thing. And I told you all that I ran a quick 100, 200 meters, but this was a distance race. And you just realize in the last four or five minutes, I'm being lapped. I'm about to go two laps down to this guy, Anderson. Um, But there were people that, you know, were sort of because the Chargers and Dolphins are kind of in a similar place to like who could maybe get that playoff spot. And there were a lot of people like really high on the Dolphins. I'm not saying Super Bowl, but in terms of expectations, Pat, the Dolphins and maybe the Redskins because they're in just such yeah. a worse division. Those can are the two you, can, most can, disappointing. Can you stop? Stop with it. What? You don't even notice you do it, do you? The Dolphins aren't having a disappointing year? No, who is the other team that isn't doing well? The, oh, yeah, I don't know. I'm bad at it. I was just ranking. I'm going to put a note up in front of the camera here. Football. And I love the team name. I think they should keep the team name. I can't get it right, but I think it works and is great. I know that's weird for me to say. Damn, ruined a good thing. I don't know, but clearly one of the most disappointing teams of the year. And what's really weird about this Dolphins team is for a coach that I like and that I think in many ways deserves a free pass because a lot of things have been out of his control. Things have been in his control, and he's been goddamn horrible. And by that, I mean, 
we were both angry. I don't remember the exact situation, Pat, but when they played the Raiders oh, and decided to kick the really long field goal instead of going for it, maybe scoring, killing more time, and then kicking the field goal. And then again in this game, just a pussyfooting around sort of incident on a fourth and short that just shows a lack of confidence maybe in a lot of key elements of the football team. So a lot of really weird, weird things, weird things there. That being said, you know I love to go against an overreaction, let alone Tim's smile. But the <laughs> Dolphins were flirting with a 3.2.5-point favorite last week. This is one of the biggest week-to-week spread flips just because people watch them on TV lose to Jacksonville and Atlanta didn't play. I'll take the Dolphins at home as a, as a home dog. Don't love That's it, but noting. I'll plug my nose and do it easily. The Dolphins are done with their rebuild. When you trade away your first-round pick this year coming for a wide receiver, that's you saying, well, then, we're done. We've built the team that we think can win as much as we can. Uh, they've dusted their hands. And look around. Uh, their biggest know. problem, Tim, their biggest problem, and, 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 you know, Dolphin fans are, for the most part, are quick to pick it out. You know, while the Tua thing can, can burn inside, all those draft picks that they had, Apparently, everybody sucks. Yep. Apparently, Maybe like, they had all this gluttonous of going to the podium three times in the first and knocking names off the board, all these second-rounders. <laughs> I don't know. Apparently, they swung and missed on pretty much all of them. Well, uh, there, there, there's also... Dolphin fans telling me that two is, like, their seventh problem <laughs> at the moment because they got so many. Well, their, their biggest problem at the moment is that they're missing their left tackle. They're missing two of their three receivers. They're missing both their Pro Bowl corners. Like they're well, pretty... That was per last week because those guys have played a lot of the games this year, and I agree. That's why I like them this week. I expect, hopefully, to get all those players back i'm sort of talking about the big picture of the season oh, disappointment oh absolutely and you're playing percent for three games as well or for four games really because two went on ir and only played like 10 minutes of the bills game of which they weren't going to win anyway but i was one of the people that thought the dolphins would be pretty good this year i really did i didn't don't recall saying sleeper super bowl team because i think that tim makes up straw men in his head to really get angry about another reason why he's insane but I don't know. It, they're a really confusing team because if they were healthy, it feels like their defense should be... That's the really disappointing part of this team for me is that I thought that their defense would be pretty good and it just straight up is not good. And maybe because they're missing the corners, it doesn't allow them to do what they want. But you know, every team sustains injuries. You need to be able to overcome some of this stuff. And they have just proved to be incapable of doing that so far. That said, with Tim on the other side of this, laughing at the Dolphins, I, I might even super lock in two and a half the Dolphins at this point. That one's <laughs> going to make the card this week. On the Friday sister show to this, when I bring it up with Cam and Pizzola, they'll probably be one of the uh, gold, silver, or bronze picks. I'm 5-1 and one the last two weeks, turning it around, Jeff, so I'm feeling good about this. Now, if the Dolphins are bad, here's another two bad teams, might maybe. The Jets at the Patriots in a real sad game, which is not making the main TV, Tim. I hate to tell you, because this is going to be like unwatchable, but... Six and oh, they shouldn't make the main TV. No, the, the Titans and the Chiefs are playing at 2 o'clock. They're and, the main game. No, nah, Cincinnati and Baltimore is probably the main game, I think. That, that's a fun game. Uh, the Patriots are favored by 6.5 in this game. 42.5 is the over-under. Jets coming off a bye. I'll let you take this one, Jeff, because I feel like if the circumstances were reversed and the Patriots get to go into this game, like the Jets get to go into this game, Tim would be losing his fucking mind and probably crying. 100 percent but it is the jets 
off a bye who get the Patriots um, this week in this game. I don't know. That was a hard fought, weird game by the Patriots last week. Tim is again started to use that P word, which means you just autumn. Anytime Tim mentions a Jets resurgence with the playoffs, you just auto bet the other side. I'm telling you, that's like eight and oh lifetime since oh, I've known oh, oh, Tim. Hold on. A successful. Oh, hold on. Remember when he called that one game the bye before the bye, then they got shut out? <laughs> so, Patriots off a bye. It's a touchdown. I'd lay up to 10. Uh, give me, give me, give me the Patriots. Uh, before we let Tim go on his uh, his path to the playoffs for the Jets, uh, before we do that, oh, I had it. Now I lost it. What was it? Damn. Oh, no, it was the Patriots. I have never watched a game, especially involving New England, where they simultaneously should have won and also lost by 30 points. I feel like, although Dallas covered in the craziest way possible and they didn't deserve to cover that game, they beat the shit out of them. Like, the entire game, I couldn't understand how that game was close. Yeah, but those of us who took the Patriots in that game did it because that's precisely what we figured was going to happen. Weirdness. Nonsense. McCarthy getting involved in the game. Crazy stuff breaking New England's way. And then, like, that's why... uh, I, I like New England so much last week was because I kind of thought that that sort of weirdness was going to manifest itself. And so it did, but in the end, Hey, what's the difference? Like Dallas covered. So it is what it is. So I'm going to take New England minus six and a half as well in this spot. Uh, maybe Zoomer Zach improves from the last time he played the Patriots, but it just doesn't seem like enough points, especially at home for the Patriots. So Tim lay out this map to the playoffs for the jets hinge game. I heard. Well, yeah, I mean, look, I mean, I'm not over exuberant about this and, and, and it doesn't come across in texts, I don't think adequately. So let me take the sort of time I have here to sort of dilate on where I think things are going. So this game is going to be a very tough one and it's going to be so very close. Uh, like, so the Jets are going to cover. I'm going to take the Jets against the number. I think, you know, every now and then games come around that are like hinge games for a season. And I think this Jets-Patriots game is one because that seventh playoff spot, I believe, is very, very available to basically every franchise that isn't the Dolphins, Jags, and Texans. I think anybody who isn't those three teams can get the last playoff spot because it's so soft out there. And you look at this game, okay, the Jets played the Patriots. They played terribly. They lost 25-6. to Zach played as poorly as he could have. The Patriots have just gone through several weeks of exhausting losses against Tampa, having to throw everything in the world at the Texans just to eke past the Texans. Then having Dallas rip their heart out at home. The Patriots are 0-4 at home. Well, we go to Foxborough again. After three exhausting games, two tough losses, and a win that was almost as bad as a loss, if you think about it, we come to this game where the, there's just no juice with the Patriots. They seem like the, this year that could have been decent for them Every coin flip has gone against them going back to the first game of the year where they lost to the Dolphins because uh, they fumbled uh, coming. Like, so the Patriots have just been replete with bad luck. You have the Jets who are coming off a bye, who have taken time to, again, they've had two weeks to look at this Patriots tape. And I mean, the Patriots may not see the Jets as their biggest rival, but the Jets certainly see the Patriots as their biggest rival. And this is the game that, that Jets fans really want. And so I expect fully that they spent a ton of time prepping and getting ready for this game. 
thinking nothing but this game after that loss to the Falcons. So, do, do you, would, a, you, would you find it worrisome that a coaching staff would treat one game far more seriously than other games when you're a terrible team? No, but look, you know, you've got to come off that bye with uh, sort of panache and elan and knock somebody out. The chance to do it to the Patriots will be glorious. I'm not guaranteeing a victory here at all. I think it's going to be a very close run game. And I think the winner of this game has a real legitimate shot to go to the playoffs. Now, let I mean, the Patriots case is easy enough. They'd be three and four. You can, you can get down the, the, the road with them. But let's look at the Jets. The next couple of games of theirs are pivotal. Patriots, Bengals, Colts. These are three of the teams they're going to be fighting with in a world where they're good enough to make the playoffs to get in with. Bengals, who are, you know, right now the holders of that playoff spot. The Colts who are right there, game uh, back, uh, two games back of that. The Patriots, a game back of that. And then we have our mini bikes. That Colts game was on a Thursday before we get into the teeth of, of playing the Bills. And look, the Bills lost last week. So that means that the Jets, if they win this week, the Bills are on by. We're only two games back of oh the division. God. And we have the Bills twice in front of us. Yeah, that's, Bills, not, that, that's not good for the Jets. I'm not so sure the Emperor has a whole lot of clothes there in Buffalo, is my point. So I, I just see... If the Jets can, and I think they can, beat the Patriots, they can beat the Bengals, they can beat the Colts, even though none of those are guarantees, and they're all tough games. But if we can win these three games, get the four and four, and make the pivot at the mini buy, I, I, I think that this team is going to get in because it just has so much untapped talent. Zach is so good, and he's the best QB in all of these games. And it just, I, I'm very excited about what the future can hold. But we can lose any of them, and we can't lose any of them, or that will derail the season. So again, I'm not out here looking at Super Bowl tickets. I'm not out here crazily proclaiming that the Jets are the greatest. None of that. I, I'm being very circumspect, and I'm trying to be sort of calm about this. But I also, the bye week went so perfectly for the Jets. You almost feel like they're fated to win this week with a Patriots loss and a Dolphins loss and the Jags winning a game and just everything that you'd want at the Bills losing on primetime, proving once again that what every Bill fan, Bills fan knows, which is that deep down they know this team is really just not that good enough. They just are missing that little bit. There's, 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 <laughs> self-conscious about it and that their self-consciousness has been exposed in prime time with the whole world watching and they embarrass themselves if to be frank and so the jets have a lot to play for but they've got to go they've got to go seize it like it's there for them but it's now up to them uh they're they're out of time it's time for them to go grab this game the next game and the next game all games that they'll be in and competitive in if they get to four and four who knows? That game could be for the division lead against Buffalo after the mini bye because the Bills have tough games ahead of them too, and they're not that good. So uh, this 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 is uh, as Martin Luther would say: "Here I stand; I can do no other." Oh boy, that's a lot to unpack. But Paul I'm right about it all. <laughs> Paul is just losing his mind, laughing in the other room. Yeah, I don't know if that's well, picking up on the I didn't even mention the Jamal Adams stuff. It was such a great bye week, man. Oh, it, it, was, it was Jamal Adams claiming himself the best of all time when he lets the game-winning interception smack off of his helmet, plays terribly. Like, one of the greatest trades in the last 20 years is us fleecing the Seahawks for two first-round picks for Jamal Adams. Thanks, man. It does seem like everything broke the Jets' way during that bye week, but the way that you laid it out, it actually just sounds like it broke their way because they might be in contention for the number one pick now. <laughs> like that, when you, when you kept describing what happened, it sounds really good for them to have the first pick. 
I don't want that first pick. I well, want the playoff. I think it's there for us if the team used this bye week. I mean, the bye week came at the perfect time to sort of regroup and reset. And like, like I said to you guys in the text thread, this was that bye week was like taking the Nintendo cartridge out of the machine, blowing into it, and then putting it back into the machine so that it starts again fresh. Yeah, unfo- unfo- unfortunately, week- the other teams are like the PlayStation 5. Well, the Jets are still NES. <laughs> I bet you NAS is still probably better in a lot of ways. But anyway, <laughs> I, I've i made my case. I'm, I'm not guaranteeing anything. I'm not guaranteeing a win this week or the week after or the week after. We can lose any of those games. Of course we could. But I'm saying that we're going to be in them. It's going to be close. There are scenarios in which we could win these three games and then everything starts to happen. But it's all in front of them. They've got to do it. They've got The schedule has broken in such a way that they can, through the next three weeks, against Bengals, Patriots and Colts position themselves with tiebreakers and AFC wins to be right in the thick of this thing. And I say, I say, go for it. I, uh, I, I'm excited. I'm happy. We're relevant again. We matter. We matter. That's what's important. This is a hinge game and we matter. <laughs> the Jets are one and four, man. They just lost to Atlanta. <laughs> I am aware of that. Are you sure you're aware of that? The Colts started one and four two years ago, and they made the playoffs. They made, went one and four last year, if I'm not mistaken, and made the playoffs. So just don't write a team off because they start one and four. Okay, all right. Are you putting them we on the? Matter. Are, we matter. Are, are you putting them on the teaser at least? Oh yeah, absolutely. We're teasing the Jets up. I think I, I thought I had said that if I didn't start that. I'm taking the Jets against the number, and I'm teasing them down. I'm teasing them up. Sorry. You can tease them down too if you want. I mean, if that's the way you want to play, you can tease them through zero the other way, for for no, super no, no, plus listen, money. I, I still, I still respect the Patriots and think that they could absolutely win the game. It's no walkover. It's no guarantee. But so, like, what look. happens when you win one of these four games or something? We have then to win them all. We have to win them all. No, but like, what are you saying to us? What do you mean? What am I saying? If they're four and four. <laughs> no, if they- like go one in th- like we go one in three in their next four games or something. Well, then they are basically trying to figure out what do we do with a couple of top ten picks, Seattle's and theirs, and let's just get Zach reps and let's play hard and let's. So do- essentially, what are you talking about on Monday? And it's your draft picks, draft picks, and also what are we? Because every year, every year, Tim, you tell us like we're gonna watch thanksgiving football and that's the day you're clinching your playoff spot well i think next year that could actually be the case that in november of 2022 come like the first week of december <laughs> jets could have clinched at least a playoff spot i think that's a real real option but not this year obviously they're gonna have to work a little harder but like you can laugh at me and pretend like i'm being silly or whatever but i i sincerely believe that there is a path there for the afc last spot because the underbelly of the AFC is really, really soft. It's the Raiders. It's the Broncos. It's the uh, yeah, all teams that are way Bra- all teams that are way better than the Jets. Well, I guess we will see. I guess the Jets have three weeks to prove themselves and to the world. If they go four and four, then everybody who tut tutted the Jets and went, "Oh, they're not very good." The Dolphins are the greatest team of football. The Jets are terrible. Again, 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 again. Who who is saying these things? Is this? All have to admit how wrong they were. Uh, Tim, now see when I go back to Why the insa- when having- I go when I go back to the insanity thing. Is there someone that you make up in your mind that you argue <laughs> with that you think is no. saying these things, and then you're like, "You're so wrong." Well, you'll see, but it's actually just you. No, I, I can't believe 
we're having to spend time on the conversations <laughs> that will have to hypothetically be happening if the Jets are four and four. Look, I'm actually kind of rooting for this to happen because I think it would be great content for the Jets to win these three games, Tim to come on, have this victory lap, and then just something horrible happening to the Jets because that would be <laughs> far more preferable to me at this point rather than them going 1-16 in 16 or something. I mean, that's, that's fun, but it's not the same kind of fun. What's going on, everyone? I need to tell you again about Elevate Hydration from Beam because I absolutely love it. I was feeling a bit logy. During the afternoons recently, I'm up early. I got two little kids. They're always sick. They make me sick. And I do most of my filming early in the morning. Then I go to the gym around like noon. And by the time three o'clock hits, you know, I'm gassed. By the time like seven o'clock hits, I want to go to bed after the kids go to bed. And I had to do something. So I've been trying to exercise. That really you know, it works for a bit, but then it wears off. And trying to eat better. But I found that Elevate Hydration from Beam started using that because they're giving away free samples. So I got some like you should as well. Um, really work. There's three specific flavors uh, for your specific needs. You have digestive balance, you have sustained energy, which uh, is Elevate Energy made with caffeine for sustained energy. But I've been using Elevate Recovery made with collagen peptides and branch chain amino acid. They help me recover from the gym for tired muscles and joints, and they're giving me energy throughout the day. I absolutely love it. I, you know, I'm fired up again in the afternoons. It's absolutely great. I highly recommend you do it. And you can get it for free. You don't even have to put a credit card in. Nothing like that. Because our listeners can get free Elevate sample packs. So try them all out by going to beamorganics.com slash mayo. That's beamorganics.com slash mayo for a free sample pack. Stay hydrated. Highly recommend you try this out. Great for hangovers too, by the way. All right, back to the show. But we'll move on to the other New Jersey team. Carolina at the New Jersey Giants. The Giants are three-point dogs at home here. 43 is the over-under. Not sure on Barkley. Not sure on Galladay. Not sure on Darius Slayton. It looks like Hunky Tone is going to be out for this game. His ankle injury is apparently way worse than expected. I think the only thing I want to bet in this game is over Sterling Shepard catches, but... The Panthers should have won last week. They should have beat the Vikings. And as bad as Darnold played, I've turned into Tim on this show defending Darnold, but pretty sure there was seven or eight drops from the receivers in that game at plus Chuba Hubbard. Like, they were doing the guy no favors, even if he wasn't playing all that well. It just made it seem a lot worse than it was. If we had done this spread, I think, this time last week, I know it's been a loss to the Eagles and it's been a loss to the Vikings now, but the Vikings are pretty good, and you know, that game did go to overtime. I like the Cardinals, or the, uh, the Panthers here, minus three. I think this defense... And the pressure they can generate on Danny Fums is going to be enough to keep them intact. And we'll get Stephen Gilmore for the first time in this game, which if he's 80% Stephen Gilmore is going to be a real boost to the secondary. So I like the car. Or I, I keep saying the fucking Cardinals. It's C-A-R-M, I think. Anyway, Panthers minus three, Jeff, is what I'm taking. As a closet Panthers fan, um, I'm pretty sad with how the last little bit has gone. Matt Rule kind of took his quarterback to task at the podium. Uh, the other day, I kind of agree with you, Pat. Every time I my eyes went to that game, it seemed like the Panthers receivers or someone was wasting a nice opportunity that Darnold had created for them. I don't know. I see these teams. I got to just take the Panthers here. Uh, I believe in them. I don't believe in the Giants. This is not a game for me to over overthink my biases. 
Yeah, Carolina might even be like the NFC Broncos, where they can just kind of, although they've had some weird games, like they beat up on the Saints when the Saints like had no one. So how relevant is that really? Anyway, so round of Carolina, except for Tim, where are you going? Carolina. I, I just think this number is too short to take the Giants, to be, to be honest with you. I don't get I don't know. I don't know what the number would have to be. It would have to be like six before I thought about coming back with New York. I just, yeah, Carolina's lost some tough games, but the Giants are just terrible. And they're so injured, as you described. And the Panthers are just more talent rich. So I'm going to take Carolina. All right. The best or second best game of the early slate. Chiefs at Titans. Titans coming off a nice emotional win against the Bills for the second time in two years. Uh, beat them on a Tuesday night, beat them on a Monday night. They'll have to beat them on Sunday night next year. Titans are five-and-a-half-point dogs at home against the Chiefs. 57-and-a-half is the over-under. I think that is seven points more than the next closest game of the week in terms of an over-under. Yeah, the, the only other one above 50 is uh, Detroit and the Rams right now. This is tough. <clears throat> Because you can easily sketch out a way that Tennessee wins this game. It's exactly what they just did to the Bills, that they finally unleash A.J. Brown at some point. You have to have a Derrick Henry, big player too, and that's going to score you. He needs to continue to churn out like five yards per carry. You can move the sticks that way. And you need the Chiefs to make either some boneheaded decisions or play out of their comfort zone, which the Bills ended up doing, which was the Titans defense didn't break in the red zone. The Bills had to settle for field goals. And when it came time to go ice the game for the Bills, which I I think they should have won it for, I would go for it again on fourth and one from where they are with Josh Allen. I mean, he slipped and the Titans made a really nice play. Like there's nothing more you can say. You don't get it every time the Titans stepped up and the, Titans deserve to win that game based on their defensive stand, but the Bills felt like they just gave it away at every opportunity. Like, they were moving the ball, no problem. It was just, it was a lot like that Dallas Patriots game where you looked at it and you were like, huh, that one team is sure playing well. Why aren't they winning? And that was the case with the Bills on Monday night, and Titans needed it, the Titans got it, and I think they need to have sort of a similar game script against the Chiefs to outright win. Now, to cover the five and a half... I mean, maybe they can do that. I'm going to take the Chiefs on the road here, though. I'm going to be a, I'm going to be a square in this one, Tim, and take the Chiefs. I don't know how square of a pick it's going to be. I, I think there's probably going to be probably close to even action on both sides of this game. The Titans just came off Monday night playing a team that everyone thinks is so amazing in Buffalo who absolutely destroyed Kansas City. And now you're getting five and a half points at home. I think there's going to be quite a few people who are going to be intrigued with the Titans. And I, I'm one of them. <laughs> The Chiefs are 27th in the league against the run. Uh, what are the Titans best at running the football? And uh, against the pass, the Chiefs' defense is worse than the Titans' defense against the pass as well. So Yeah, but, but I mean, well, that, that's one thing, but the Chiefs are also much better at passing than the Titans are. No question about it. But the, let's not pretend as if the Titans don't have explosive playmakers on the passing game, in the passing game as well. Well, Julio, looks, the like he's, Julio, Julio looks like he's done now. Yeah, he's hurt, and he'll be out for a few games probably. But look, Brown is still excellent. The Chiefs cannot cover tight ends, and the the, the Titans are not afraid to use Ferks or, or Swain. So I think it's going to be a very close game. I, I wouldn't be surprised if the Chiefs won this by three, a classic Chiefs win but don't cover, which has been their MO for the last several months. And that's where I think this game will go. But I'll take the Titans against the number. I, 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 I don't feel comfortable laying – that kind of points with Tennessee and what is a very possible playoff preview in some way. Um, there's a few things I'd like to talk about as it pertains to, to this situation. Hmm. 
I like the Chiefs. I, I picked the Chiefs to cover. I've never been concerned about the Chiefs. The charge they had some bad turnovers in the Charger game. Balls popped up. Uh, their yards per play. I mean, their points per play in the Raven loss. Like that was something to marvel at. Um, that being said, the the margin, like Chief fans thinking that they won a Super Bowl and they were going to be given triplets. Like, I'm happy to see a lot of cold water has been thrown on that. It's like, no, you won a Super Bowl. Now, good luck in competing to win others. And they almost won one last year. And this gap that I, I guess myself was probably guilty of assuming existed um, between the Chiefs and other teams and, dare I say, other quarterbacks across the National Football League isn't nearly as big as we assumed. There's get that out of the way. The bills tried to like slow roll the clock last night and score perfectly, which, you know, like with as little to no time left as possible. And I really think they overplayed their hand in trying to be perfect because once you get that game under a minute and you would be up four points, they can't run the ball anymore. Like they can't, they got to score a touchdown. So you could have made, them one dimensional, which would have made them easier to stop instead of trying to score with like 14 seconds left. Cause I think there were opportunities and they kept playing it um, conservative and Vrabel as he does, he doesn't use his timeouts. He sort of left it to put the pressure on themselves. And yeah, Allen slipped. It is what it is. Is that the same Melvin Gordon goal line? I'm not sure. That being said, Vrabel likes to kick too many field goals. I don't think Vrabel has that Brandon Staley gene in him, which in the end will lead the Chiefs to maybe the game is close, as Tim suspects, and we all might think it will be. I just think in the end, the Chiefs get the extra score to get them the 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 cover. The, uh, lastly, on the way out, I don't know. There's a lot of like, the Chiefs are so good, and they're so great. But there's a lot of like real negative energy around this team on multiple levels. And and maybe, you know, even when the Patriots were winning their first Super Bowl, they're a fun team to like and cheer for. And as they become great, you can pick holes in them and maybe fairly or unfairly. I, I don't think these are unfair. They're an annoying team. What else we want to talk about? I guess that brings us to the midway point of the show, where we can now do a Cust Corner Mini! Cust Corner, it's Cust Corner. Cust Corner, it's Cust Corner. He's got the hottest takes with the highest stakes. He should be president of the United States, but it's Cust Corner, it's Cust Corner. Cust Corner, <laughs> Okay, so it, it this is in the, in the spirit of a... Uh, of a mini. I have a mini topic. Uh, it's sort of a little off the beaten path, but it's something I was thinking about just yesterday. We are now to the point of the year where it's kind of too cold for you to wash your own car. And so you've got to, if you want to have your car washed, you've got to take it through a car wash. Now, the problem with that is I am terrified of going through the car wash. I'm scared. It makes me very anxious. I, I hate it. It's loud. It's dark. I'm always afraid that like the, 
the, the soap might get in through a crack in the windshield that I hadn't seen or that it might break something or that I might accidentally roll down a window. And so I'm just, I'm terrified when I go through a car wash. So I don't understand how in 2021, we can't have like a valet who will drive your car through the car wash for you at a price so that you can get your car washed and clean. Wow. But you don't have to go through the stress of having to go through the car wash yourself or develop some ulterior alternative system whereby I can get my car washed and clean because I like to have a clean car, but I don't have to go through a car wash, which is terrifying. Okay. I'll, I'll, ra- I'll, I'll wrap this up really quickly. Most people are not nuts like you, so that's, there's, <laughs> there's no need for this service. Two, just bring your car to like a detailer. They'll wash the inside and outside for you. Just drop it off with them. Yeah, but I don't want to spend that kind of money. I just want like a quick Well, what do you want? Wash. You want to pay someone to drive your car through the fucking car wash with you? It should be like five bucks where I just give some. Why would anyone bucks. do this? How is that? Just, how is that a service which would be profitable for anyone? It's like a full service gas station, right? Like the they, which, I, bar- which I barely exist at this point. You just I, I want a butler. Other, I got to use it the you other day. You just want a butler. Yeah, I just want somebody who could be a valet to drive my car through the car wash for me while I go purchase something at the gas station because usually the car washes are attached to gas stations, right? They stay are around here. So like I can go in and like buy some DC or something. And when I come out, my car is cleaned and washed and spick and span. I think that would be great. You want to uh, play and- some scratchies while someone is. Yes, is- that'd be awesome. <laughs> like I, there are lots of things that I don't want to have to do that I've got to do this in this day and age. It'd be great if somebody could just for five Tim, bucks or whatever. Th- 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 well, they're not going to do it for five bucks, but you just need a personal assistant. That's what they would do. Well, let's see, but I don't want a personal. Assistant. Well, you can't I have just, it every way, can you? I just like the li- the little things like that would be nice, right? Like, yeah, of course, not doing things for yourself and having someone else do them for you would be nice. What are you talking about? Well, so I don't know why we why there aren't systems set up for people who are anxious when it goes through going through car washes. Well, there are. It's it's calling it's it's called go to the psychiatrist and get meds. No, no, no. Just I just find going through car washes to be very uncomfortable. And I'm sure there's lots of people who feel the same way. Well, not enough for or it to be a business. Think these people would be like what sort of dummy like on the scale of society. Do you think would be sitting in your car? Somebody who works at the gas station, for example, that could be like part of like, like used to have full service attendance. Well, one of the things an attendant could do is they could drive your car through the car wash for you. And that would be a real convenience for me. Like it used to be convenient to have somebody wash your windshield. Yeah. And, 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 what, and what happened to all of those jobs? They went away because people were like, man, I can just do this myself. Yeah, but I would rather someone else do it for me then you need to it's hire same, someone like, personally. To, th- th- there is not a market for this. Like last night I made pasta. You're literally like a six-year-old and afraid a of the, the car wash. It's automated. It's they literally loud and it's scary there, and it's soap and all the technicals are coming at you. To whatever you want. And it, you come out the other end. And I'm this afraid is, it's going to like fall off the tracks and then like I'll be caught in there. I don't know. It's Yes, it's irrational, but it scares me. And I don't like going through the car wash. Well, okay, is, it, but- is, it, is this the same reason you keep the light on at night? I do keep a night light on. I don't like it super dark <laughs> at night when I'm sleeping. I like to have a light on. Yes, I do. Okay. Ha, 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 ha. Uh, that's me. I like to have a light burning 
throughout the night, it makes me feel comfortable. And plus, if I have to get up to get a glass of water or something, then I have a light that I can clearly see where I'm going. I don't stumble into something. It's also practical and uh, pragmatic. Also, on the ratio of you getting up in the middle of the night to go get a water versus you getting up in the middle of the night to have a DC and a SIG, what would you say that ratio is? <laughs> it leans more towards the DC side. <laughs> but it does happen that I just get some water instead. I was thinking last night, too, like I made pasta as a part of a meal. And I was like, you know, you can get stuff pre-made that you can take home and make. Like, you know, you go to the grocery store and like pizzas are there and made. All you have to do is throw them in the oven and they're made. There should be a place that you can buy hot, just cooked pasta, just the noodles. And all you need to do when you go home is just add the sauce on your own. You could like do that for but sure. Like the, yeah, you, but like, what, just what, what, do you, what do you mean? What do you mean? The that grocery means, stores yeah. that Pat shops at would have that. That's true. But like that they're hot. They're already cooked. I don't have to do anything oh, yeah. to them. Yeah, that exists. I, I've never seen that. Like I'd like to have somewhere where I could just buy plain spaghetti that's already cooked for me that I could take home. And then that like takes that stress out of the meal when I'm trying to like do four things at once. Because like I was making like this fusion meal last night of both Korean and Italian food. Oh, please, please, and please I, walk us through this, this fusion meal that you were making for yourself. <laughs> So I bought some beef short rib and I cooked beef short rib and I, I, uh, now when you say, hold on, hold on. You, you need to walk us through this a little bit more in depth. When you say you bought beef short rib, you mean you bought frozen beef short rib and microwaved it? No, no. I bought fresh stuff in the oh. deli case, okay. brought it home and then I put a marinade on it and the marinade was DC and I put it in the oven <laughs> It, you I should marinate with regular Coke. The sugars are really... I didn't, have, the... I didn't have any. So I marinated with DC. And then I also added Korean barbecue sauce. And I added sesame seeds to it. And then underneath, I had penne pasta with a red wine uh, pasta sauce that I bought. And I mixed in a ton of fresh Parmesan cheese and mixed it all together in a big pot and then put the beef short rib on top. And that was like a Korean and Italian fusion meal i was very proud of myself i, I am good. i am pretty impressed about your experimentation in the kitchen however i mean this kind of gets back to what we talked about last week when you thought there was 150 calories in a strawberry milkshake from mcdonald's how many calories do you think are in that meal that you just made just as a guess thousand I'd say I was going to say a lot more than that because I know the portion size. I mean, you're you're cooking for one, but that's one of the problems that if you ever cook for one is you always make too much food. That you're, you're and like, I didn't make too much. You're you're probably pushing like 2,000, 2,500 calories on this one. You think? I mean, I didn't eat a ton. Yeah, but you got you, you got you, you got pasta, which has a ton of calories in it because it's essentially just carbs. You have this sauce, and I guarantee you added a ton of the sauce to it. You're throwing cheese on top of it afterwards, plus as a part of your fusion, which sounds really nice. Actually, this sounds like a pretty good meal. I'm not you know, taking that away from you, but you know, well, thank we, you. We talked about eating healthy, going to the gym. Yes, and I thought I was eating healthy by cooking my own meal and not like getting something deep fried and fattening. Yeah, but you, stuff isn't healthy for you if you are only compare it to the worst calories? possible things for you like yeah these, cocaine's fine it's not heroin like what are we yeah, talking are, about here are these good calories I'm cooking for myself and like it's not the worst calories you can have and i you know i thought we were talking about like having stir fry with cauliflower rice and stuff like that stuff that like i have a stir fry for this evening what is it it's gonna be pork like fast fried pork chops that i've chopped up okay 
with red pepper, yellow pepper, green pepper, onion, uh, and then on top of some rice. That's everything that's in it. No sauce, nothing like that? Uh, some uh, pesto sauce, because I love pesto. Okay. I have no idea if pesto sauce is like high or low, so I, I can't really speak to that. I don't, you don't you don't use much of it, put it that way. Okay. It's very, very short. I, I guess, the, see, this sounds pretty good. This sounds like a healthier meal. I guess it depends on the amount of rice that you end up eating. If you make like an entire box of rice, then it's probably- Oh, no, 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 a cup, a cup. Cup, okay. So yeah, th- this sounds like a healthy meal. The other one doesn't sound so healthy. Okay, I, I can see what you're saying, but I thought by avoiding like the richer pasta sauce and going for the tomato-based one, and going with the short rib rather than something deep fried and going with like the pasta with the holes in it rather than like the thicker, heavier pastas, that it might be a healthier choice. You know, you can find out this information by just looking at the package, I, right? I know. But I also thought you'd be proud that here I was cooking. I, you know what? I, I will give you your due on this one. I am thoroughly impressed that you didn't burn your house down. Thank you. Uh, beef short rib is actually incredibly easy to, to cook. Shockingly, I just put it in the oven. C- cooking, not hard. Well, some things are hard, but no. this was not hard. I was, very, I was very impressed with myself that I was able to do this. I will say that most cooking is essentially just following a list of instructions. Yeah, I'm not much for following instructions when I cook. I sort of like try to wing it. Why? I just figure I can figure it out. Right? I just follow my gut about how much I think I need to put in this. So that's why I'm bad at baking, because baking is such chemistry. That uh, you have to be so precise. But we, That's why every we, time I try to... We went through this last week. Your instincts, bad. Follow the recipe. Well, like there were recipes, but then they're like, you know, back in the day, there were no recipes. People had to like figure it out on their own. Yeah, they but did you that. Traveled with, uh, you uh, keep like an old map in your car to get directions. <laughs> why would you not use a recipe to cook? I mean, if I had the recipe in front of me, I wouldn't like crumple it up and throw it away. But like, I don't know, like... I, I, I just hold, hold on. You say, I don't know, like, pause. What is it that you don't know? Obviously, it's I'm the recipe. Sure. You could get the recipe pretty easily. I mean, I there think was it's his hubris there. that he's too smart to, like, need it, Pat. I figure I can figure it out most of the time. No. No. No is the answer to that, especially as someone who rarely cooks. Okay. Fair enough. Will you start anyway, using that? Uh, Jeff, on the Friday show, I, I might try to convince Cam to move down here if we can get him a sponsor and I can start shooting a show with him out of the new place. But we would do a Cust versus Cam cooking show. How good would I, that sounds be? Like Cam's a good, sounds like Cam's a good cook. I yeah, Cam can, Cam can throw down. I would killed him. Oh, yeah. I bet him. he would. I bet he would. I bet you he's a very good cook. I, I do not profess. Like, he would know recipes and what would go with what and flavor seasoning, like, way better then Tim's like random pouring diet, diet coke. <laughs> yeah, diet coke. Well, diet I know coke on use, everything. Well, I know that people use Coca-Cola. For coke is people. a good seat. Like my wife makes her Coca-Cola brisket. It's it's delicious. Yeah, it's the, but it, it needs it, the sugars from the coke. If she doesn't have coke, she doesn't want any other coke. Sometimes Dr. Pepper's good too, weirdly enough. Yeah, it, the aspartame doesn't work quite as well. It's like when I make like a if I do a slow cooker like yeah, you know, I cook roast beef. You know, you put some coke into it, and I, that's always a good way to go because it is all the sugars that go into it. This is the cooking segment brought to you by McDonald's. When are you going back to McDonald's, Tim? Tomorrow morning. What are you getting? Coffees. Oh. Morning coffee, late morning coffee, afternoon coffee. When do you get to the point where you travel to the other provinces to go get stuff? We're not there yet. We're not there yet. I'm still getting stickers on everything. Yeah, but when was the last uh, time? When, the, you, when was when, the last time you got a unique sticker? 
it's been now like oh at least a week since i got a unique sticker when you order do you have to clarify like you still yeah. have the before i order i need to make sure you still have the cup no it's right? on until november 8th so we're not to that point yet come around like the the weekend of the 30th 31st then we're getting into the business end of this competition and i will have to then start making inquiries about do you have this left then i have to start going to get the 20 piece nuggets i got to start you no know, like really trying oh. To put the pedal down, but until you should then, just bring a feast of food to the boys. Like bring I a said, I was party. Do, I said I was going to do such a thing. Just bring a nugget. Yeah, but see, Pat demands your stickers. No, no, he 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 would let me have any winners, unless they're the instant winners. Uh, then that's fine. I never said that. I said that I was going to keep the stickers. Anyway, I will be bringing because like we're like the eighth that it's over, and I I can't wait. I I'm going on a mcdonald's fast you for said like you said months. this you said this last year and how hard is it to go on a mcdonald's fast i don't think i've eaten mcdonald's in like a year when you go every day it's very hard to stop going every day like you're addicted no, to you it? can't stop because after mcdonald's it's the deal on egg mcmuffins yes you're in your cycle. i know i will delete the app so i can't look at what's yeah, but, new this week. okay yeah. so so if you don't see it it doesn't exist you know those deals are out there now that you have the app there's deals all year round. I know, I know, but I have to go on for my own sense of health. I have to go on it fast, even though said if you had any, fun. if you had any sense of health, you wouldn't have done this to begin with. Yeah. Okay. Well, but whatever. Like, <laughs> this is like a pastime for me, and most of my purchases now are things that aren't bad for you. Uh, they're like zero calorie purchases, so like it's fine. But like, I miss my Tim Hortons and I miss Starbucks. And I miss second cup and I miss other places. I get my coffee. I don't like McDonald's coffee very much. I'm, so I, you're I, in I, this I like, like game. You're like, to... people don't respect like, like you're just playing, you're playing a revolting game and you compared it to my Herbert rookies. Shame on you. <laughs> like you don't even enjoy it. You're like in, you're in so deep. You got to keep like, yes. I'm tired of McDonald's coffee. It's okay, but it's not that good. I miss that Tim Hortons hit. Well, Tim, Hort Tim Hortons Starbucks. coffee is also pretty terrible. It, it's uh, a, but it's it, it's it's about equivalent to McDonald's coffee. It's a, it's a fuller flavor and it's nostalgic and brings me back. I, you can't and drink like, fucking nostalgia, you moron. Well, I can't. I, I I love things are nostalgic to me, which is why I love them. Like being afraid. Is that, that is that why you have the nightlight? You're nostalgic for being afraid of the dark, like a two year old. No, it's just I don't need it to be pitch black. There's Did no you have an incident like you couldn't find the washroom? I've one walked time. into things on more than one occasion. Because you had to have abandoned the nightlight only to bring it back as an adult or something. Like I'm not sure. Like I just usually have a lamp burning somewhere on the counter or whatever, <laughs> or like on the bedside table, just because I I'm not one of these people who has to sleep in complete darkness. Why not just fall asleep with the TV on then? Or, or, like, or, 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 or if you wake up in the middle of the night and you have a bedside light, just turn it on when you get up so you don't <laughs> walk in anyway. Yeah, but you know, you're not like completely like thinking clearly when you wake up at 3 a.m. to get a glass of water or whatever. You, know, you just stand up. Anyway, this is what I do. I'm not saying anyone else has to do it, but this is what it comforts You're a man, me. baby. You no, have a nightlight and you need a valet for a car wash. <laughs> it would be nice. I would appreciate it. 
I miss parcel pickup too, because I liked when people brought your groceries out to your car. You can actually still do that. You just have to order it through the app and you can show up and they will put the stuff in your car. Yeah, for you. I don't want to do that. I want to go well, in and get What the fuck do you the- want then? <laughs> I want to go in and get the groceries. Then I want it to go through the parcel pickup so that it gets dropped off in my car that I picked out personally. <laughs> you, you really need to move to a simpler time. Well, I yearn for a simpler time. You're not, you're going to be especially triggered. I went to the grocery store the other day and they have the new carts that have the scanner on them. It's great. It is the I best was thing intimidated. I could have tried it. Oh, so good. I had it, but I said, you know what? That seems a little too intimidating. I'm just going to take this old buggy with the wheels over here. Do you know how yeah, much time yeah. it saves? It's great because you can have your three bags in front of you and then you can allocate your fruit and vegetables for one bag. If you have your eggs, you can make sure that's fine. You can put all your meats together. Oh, I don't together. bag my own stuff. You don't bag your own stuff? <laughs> no, I don't bag my own stuff. I get it bagged. You, you can't even do... What was the last time you went and bought groceries? Because they don't do that now anymore. Yesterday. And yes, they did. Where? At Sobeys. I bought a paper bag for 15 cents or whatever it costs because I that's what I do. And they stack the bag for you. Wow. They must know who you are. That's pretty good <laughs> stuff. Because most people are like, here, yeah, but- here, here it is. Anyway, packing your own grocery bag, not that big of a deal. And the time that it saves you at checkout is astronomical. You save yourself well, like 10 to 15 it. minutes. Uh, what's 10 to 15 minutes? A lot. 10 what to 15 is- minutes is a lot. Uh- that's not when that. your time is worthless like yours, I guess it's nothing. But my time is worth something. But listen, that gives me ten or fifty more minutes to listen to a podcast, to just relax and not have to do something else. You're like too anxious to go through a car wash, but you find it relaxing standing at a grocery store waiting for someone to bag your. I groceries. like lines. I always, I never minded lines. I'm you like lines? People. No, but you complain about the Christmas line. You complain about well not- because the people in there don't know how to behave, and the people in there are weekend warriors. <laughs> who are showing up, you know, to buy their David's tea or whatever. Like, anyway, I never minded lines. Like, I don't love lines, but I never minded a line. Like, I never minded standing in a line and just waiting patiently for my turn. Oh, my uh, God. Again, I'm not one of these millennials who have to have everything immediately right now or else I can wait. Wentress has often referred to standing in line as he enjoys the communal experience. <laughs> Yes, and I can listen to a podcast and just like, you know what? You only come around this way once, and life is not about trying to rush through everything all the time. Yeah, I would prefer to do things that I want to do. Therefore, I can save time. I don't want to waste time doing the things that are a chore and awful that I need to do. I'd rather get out of there to go do something I enjoy to do. And I I hate to tell you, standing in line isn't at the very top of my power rankings of things that I enjoy. No, of course not. Of course not. But look, it builds character and patience. And no, it doesn't. It just ma- it makes you a sap. There's two moves to do in a line. You either wait in a line like a loser, or you go to the front of the line and say, do you know who I am? Let me in right now. And when they inevitably inevitably say, sir, no, you just you don't have to go to that place anymore. It worked once. It was well, fantastic. This is a Wendy's. <laughs> but like lines, um, like, I, I see a line in anywhere, like not going to this place. Done. Tim loves the DMV. Like, can't wait to go renew things. I don't mind it. I don't. Like, I don't love it, but I don't mind it because, again, I have some patience. You have a lot of time on your hands, it seems like. Well, I I have the same amount of time as everybody else does, 24 hours in a day. It it doesn't seem so. It seems like you just don't do anything. I do things. You have time to to waste. 
You have time to well, waste, it appears. Be, having patience is a virtue. You are on the same schedule as my grandmother, whose like big activity is leaving the house. Yeah, well, I've only been leaving the house some days to get DC. <laughs> <laughs> there we are. Let's get back to football. We got some big mismatches in the afternoon set. We got the Lions at the Rams, 14 and a half. They will not let you tease down these big teams anymore. They are not doing it. Vegas has been getting taken on obvious teasers, hence why Tim has actually won two in seven tries so far this season. But they're going to up the juice a little bit here. 15 and a half is the over under. There's a 14 and a half, a 17 and a half, and a 12 and a half, Jeff. All the big faves aren't going to cover, but I got to try to figure out who the dog is here. This is a double revenge game, too. That's always fun. Yeah, yeah. double revenge. Lions look terrible. Didn't realize your Rams name was Jeff, but okay. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, go ahead, Jeff. No, go for it. Yeah, Lions are terrible. Rams look great. Doesn't stop me from teasing them down. I'm teasing the Lions down or the Rams down to seven and a half. I still get to go through a couple of key numbers there. It doesn't bother me. And, uh, yeah, the Lions are, are terrible. I expect the, uh, the the Rams to win big. And I don't have a whole lot to say about it. Yeah, I don't really have a lot to say about this either. I'm going to pick the Rams, who have this ability to dominate on both sides of the football. I think Stafford McVay, uh, players coach, offensive mind, He's going to allow this thing to um, – he's just going to allow Stafford to just dominate, and they'll put on a show. The Lions, like, I don't know. They, they're rah-rah. Apparently, people in Detroit, like Anthony Lynn is calling and scripting like good plays, but Jared Goff can't hit anybody wide open. Um, so that, I guess, is a problem. They're so undermanned talent-wise on both sides of the ball – and the Rams are a team that are just going to – it's not even about effort. They just got the horses to just whip you. Yeah, I'll go the Rams too. I don't like the Lions. I've been trying to pick on the Lions as much as possible, although they are the kid. This is actually – you know what? I'm going to switch to Detroit. I'm going to take Detroit against the spread based on the – uh-oh. It's it's like when we were watching the game this weekend, Tim. It's like it's now Detroit time. There's six minutes left, and they're down by 30. Here we go. We'll see if they can bring it back. They couldn't do it this week, but they've done it twice so far. I just feel like the Rams get up by so much and just they don't care anymore. And then it's DeAndre Swift time when he scores all of his fantasy points when the game doesn't matter anymore. So I will take the plus 14.5 on Detroit. I would bet that this gets bigger by the time Sunday rolls along. Yeah, now that it's at 14 and a half, what's to stop it from getting to 16 and a half? Yeah. I just don't know if there's going to be much action on you know, someone lining up to bet the Rams minus 14 and a half. It's probably a teaser situation, like you said. Philly and Vegas. Vegas is favored by three at home, coming off a win against Denver. Both teams are three and three against the spread. I don't know what Philly is up to. I don't really know what Vegas is up to, although they look pretty good against Denver. Denver more or less just looked bad in that game, but the game was close. Then it got a little bit out of hand. Carr's pass to Drake was immaculate. That was one of the better passes I've seen thrown by anyone all year long. The touch on that pass was incredible. Oh, where are you guys going with this game? Because I could really be talked into it either way. Philadelphia. I don't trust the Raiders laying points as a team. I like them when they're getting points. I don't like them when they're laying points. I think that the Raiders are going to be a popular pick, but the Eagles played very well against Tampa on a short week. Yeah, uh, I don't know how well they, they played. played. 
they played fine. And they're coming off a mini buy. And the Raiders sort of had an emotional lift from all the, the, the tribulation that surrounded that team last week and got their W against their arch rival. Now at home, they're laying points. I don't know. It just seemed like the spot that a person should take Philadelphia. So that's what I'm going to do. I'm actually inclined. I agree with- I, I, I'm inclined with this. This is a good spot for Philadelphia, I think. Yeah, I was going to say I agree with Tim. The Raiders are going to be really popular, and I think I'm going to be one of those like donkeys that just from one week to the next just not necessarily believe the momentum that the Raiders have created from like a real long-term perspective, but think, yeah, they might have hated that piece of shit, and they're going to go on a little roll here. I'm going to take the Raiders at home. They got whipped by the Bears in their last um home game yeah i don't know i don't really have much on this i'm not impressed i'm not impressed with much uh, that the eagles do outside of um being enamored with with jalen hurts uh, this is sounds really weird i think the raiders like i giggled at the Derek carr mvp stuff and it's still like a very giggleable like something that you can still very much like giggle at but now I do think there's a narrative that can be creative if they created, if they end up do, if they end up being great, because so much of these awards and the hype for them is narrative based and oh, like overcoming that whole coach thing. And now the team is like really good and he's playing great. I'm taking the the Raiders here, though. I've said a lot while saying nothing. Give me the Raiders. Yeah, I have no particular lean. I just like, like Tim said, I like the spot for the Eagles, so I'll take the plus three. And you know I love taking me some Jalen Hurts, so it worked out last week. We'll see if it can work out this week for us. Oh, Tim, someone in our text thread has asked you a question of, has this ever happened to you? It says, when you have a bad day, but you give a streamer some money from your dad's wallet to say your name. Have you ever done that? No, I don't know what that even means. Oh, see, I feel like he would be doing that. But anyway, you can go look at the text. It's pretty funny. It has Zoomer Zach in it. <laughs> Houston and Arizona is up next. Houston's favored by 17 and a half points. That's a lot of points. Uh, Davis Mills currently starting for the Houston Texans. But Tyrod's either going to be back this week or next week. They're still 3-3 three and three against the spread. It's not terrible. I, this is a lot of points, Jeff. There's a lot of points. I'm taking Arizona in Survivor, but that's about all I can kind of fathom. There's no way you can bet the 17 and a half, is there? Nope. Again, did you change your name again? <laughs> I was waiting. You seemed very gung-ho. I mean, wouldn't you consider that you have to spot Hopkins 14 points? The 17 <laughs> might not be as daunting. Uh, I'm not betting it, but for the purposes of this exercise, I'm going to delay the 17 and change. <laughs> I'm now looking at that photo. <laughs> A little smile he has on his face. <laughs> I didn't know. What I thought like a streamer was like one of those things you hang up at parties. Not like somebody's streaming something on the internet. <laughs> (laughs) 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 (laughs)
<laughs> That's funny. <laughs> He's just so happy for someone to say his name. <laughs> like they used to do on Romper Room. <laughs> okay. All right. What if he didn't pay? What if you didn't pay them to say your name, but you pay them to say, Kittle Me Timbers? <laughs> stop it I'm trying to be sane here (laughs) how's that working out for you it's the little smile that he gives when a streamer says his name that just makes the whole thing <laughs> Quick, give us your pick in this game. What, what game are we talking about? Arizona Houston. Okay. Uh Cardinals and we're team. <laughs> Quick, give us your pick. The Cardinals and tease the Cardinals down, please. I think the Cardinals win it by 30 on the short list for Super Locks. Now you can eat that uh, pasta with your fusion. I think you've burned off enough calories just giggling in the bathtub over there. I'm sorry. You brought it up. I didn't realize how funny it was going to be. I'll take Houston. Plus 17 and a half. Let's go. Chicago at Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay is favored by 12 and a half at home against the Justin Fields-led Chicago Bears. 47 and a half is the over-under. Like I said, I don't have a ton of interest in any of these big spread games, but I actually like the Bucks to cover this one in Southern Florida. Coming off the mini-buy, they might have everyone back. It seems like they intentionally rested guys uh, against the Eagles last week just to get themselves healthy, and I feel like the Bucks run train on really bad teams at home, Jeff. I'm really embarrassed to say, but I'm just blindly taking all these big favorites. Um, and once I sort of climbed on the first and the second – I don't know. Now I'm just going to take the third and hope I go sort of two and one with the monster favorites in the afternoon. It also makes the decision easier because I don't really have much of a case to make on, on the other side here with Chicago. Tampa looks just dominant in, in so many ways, despite getting backdoored last week, they seem to just be able to Brady's just dissecting you at the line of scrimmage. They don't let you run the ball. Tampa. Tim? I like Tampa. I don't like them enough to tease them or anything, but the game's not on prime time, so Tampa is in good shape. They will be able to score a decent amount of points, and I don't think the Bears can score enough to keep up. I think it's Buccaneers by two touchdowns. All right, round of Tampa, coin included, meaning take the Bears, plus 12 and a half, tease them up or something. The one thing that Tampa does allow themselves to do is get up really big and have the teams beaten and then just you know take the foot off the 
take the foot off the gas and just kind of coast to the end of the game. We've seen that a few times. Uh, and then maybe they'll score a few touchdowns and get it back at the end. But they seem to have this lull immediately after they get up by a bunch where it seems like they become disinterested in playing football then. So that'd be the one case for Chicago, I guess, where Fields just runs around a whole bunch and they can't tackle him. I don't know. Sunday night, Indy and Sa- Are you still laughing? I'm sorry. I thought I was muted. <laughs> <laughs> you doing okay there top tug i'm don't say that tug cat i like that one that's a good one <laughs> don't say that that's terrible indy in san francisco on sunday night Minus three and a half. This is in the short running for super locks. For me, Jeffrey, uh, 44 is the over-under. Jimmy G looks like he's going to be back at quarterback, not Trey Lance for the 49ers. Colts are four and two against the spread. Niners are one and four against the spread, but they're coming off a bye. Call me crazy, Jeff, but I am not super impressed that the Colts were able to beat the Texans and the Jags, or the Dolphins and the Jags, was it? Or the Dolphins and the Texans. Right. Whoever it is. They gave Indy, they gave Baltimore a good game on Monday night in a weird spot, then still blew it anyway, and they wouldn't have covered this number. I think San Francisco is getting healthier. I think that San Francisco is way better. I love San Francisco here. Give me San Francisco. See, that's tough because... Like, I get what you're saying with the Colt wins, but part of me wants to give them a lot of credit for the the Baltimore game. That being said, Sunday night football, prime time, I feel like this is a a good get-right situation for the 49ers off a bye. Uh, I hope they can get healthy on the secondary. I don't think they'll get healthy in time for a Sunday. But I'm going to to take San Francisco to home in prime time. My one big issue would be is that everyone just kind of piles on San Francisco. But I think that the Colts have earned enough cred over the past few weeks. They have two wins. They almost beat Baltimore in a very visible Monday night game. That uh, maybe they're being uh, Wentz has been playing a lot better. I, I don't want to take that away from him because his passing down the field uh, has just been much better than it was the first two weeks of the season it seems like he's starting to finally get a little bit healthier but they might i mean they're down paris campbell after tim cursed him they might not have ty hilton here like they were getting back to full strength now they're coming back their defense has been playing a lot better but you know with a week to prepare everyone getting healthier for the niners as like the niners a lot here it seems like it's too short for a team that i consider to be a quality team and maybe i'm just wrong about san francisco but i consider san francisco to be quality and indy to be middle to below middle in the nfl tim yeah i don't think the colts front can can stop the 49ers defensive front who even in their loss to arizona got tremendous pressure on kyler the the niners front seven is still ferocious i, I think went to be running for his life you give jimmy i mean if jimmy g had been quarterback in several of the last couple of losses i, I think the niners probably would have won them and uh, i'm gonna take I'm going to take the 49ers here to win this game. Oh boy, around to San Francisco. That's, uh, again, we've had a couple of those this week, which is surprising. Monday night, Saints coming off a bye, getting healthy at Seattle, who has Geno Pick still playing quarterback. They're five-point dogs at home. 43 is the over-under. So, Tim, I'll go to you on this one. This was the other one I wanted to lock in because I think the Saints absolutely steamroll the Seahawks. However, I've been playing under the rule that 
bet against the Saints when they're favorites, bet on the Saints, or when they're less than a field goal favorite, when it's not like very clear that they're going to be like dominant in a game like they were against Washington. I think they were two-point favorite when they seemed like they were way better on paper. Boom. They should have been like a seven-point favorite. I'm just going to blindly – the other game that I talked about, blindly taking the, the team earlier, I think it was Washington blindly taking them for no reason. I am blindly taking Seattle for no reason in this game, plus five on Monday night, Tim. Well, I agree with you, and I'm making the Seahawks the last part of the teaser, and I don't think it's blind. I'm not laying five and a half points or five points with Jameis on the road in prime time against a Seattle team whose defense is still fine. Uh, Gino played fine. Like, he didn't play great, but Gino, other than that fumble in overtime, didn't, like, destroy the game for the Seahawks. So he'll be perfectly competent in the game. And it's hard to figure out what the Saints are on a weekly basis. Yes, they're coming off a bye, but traveling to Seattle outdoors, I don't know. It just it seems like too many points to lay with the Saints on the road and to lay with Jameis on the road. Coin is uh, got I, I, Coin, uh, yes. Oh, sorry. Sorry about that. You finish. I just was finishing. I like oh. the Seahawks. Okay. Uh, New Orleans is being selected by the Coin Jeff. Everything in me wants to take the Saints here, but I won't go against just the blind trust that I have in me being wrong about the Saints as a bigger favorite in this spot. But I do think that the biggest factor here is their defense is healthy now. Their defense is good when healthy. Yeah, I don't know, five-point home dog on Monday night football. It just seems like an easy pick to have to make, especially as early in the week as we are sort of making these picks. I don't understand why the spread is so big. I have zero interest in laying these sorts of points with Jameis Winston, the Seahawks, considering they didn't play the first half of football, I thought they finished that game and overall played played quite well. So sign me up for Seattle at home. This is a game where I might change my tune once it gets to Monday and I see what, because I mean, if you play just bet the opposite of the betting splits in primetime last week, you won a ton of money. Everyone was on Tampa to cover. They didn't cover. Everyone was on the Bills to cover. They didn't cover. And then what the hell was Sunday night? What was the Sunday night game last week? Seattle-Pittsburgh. Seattle-Pittsburgh. Everyone was on Pittsburgh to cover that spread. Seattle covered. So, I don't know. If this gets to a situation where now everyone's on Seattle because they saw them be frisky in primetime, I'd be prone to change my pick here, uh, even if the spread goes up to five and a half. Like, as long as it stays below seven, I do, like, in my heart, feel like the Saints are going to destroy Seattle. But I'm going to try to use my head on this one and take the Seahawks. Because I feel like that's the better... Five points at home just seems like too much to me. It's a weird week. Yeah, well, it's also with six teams on by. There's just three fewer games than usual, too. And there's only two teams on by next week. Like, it's so strange. It is weird. Maybe stuff got moved around because it seems like both, I guess, Jacksonville opted into the bye week, but Miami opted out of the bye week. So maybe that screwed things up? It Potentially. Could, it could have. I, yeah, I don't, don't, I can't really explain it. How hard must it be to make the NFL schedule? An impossibility. I don't know about that because they do it every year. I know, but I'm being hyperbolic. It must take to learn how to do it. Once you learn how to do it, you probably have. Well, some I'm, I'm sure it's not a guy sitting there doing it by hand, Tim. I'm sure there's computer programs to figure this out for them. Yeah, but someone's got to input all the data and I don't know, like I, I'm sure it's incredibly hard. Yeah, there's like a documentary on that or like good eight. It was years ago and it was all done by hand. No, but even still how they use the computers, but they have to make their own sort of things and then red flags. And, you know, they try not to 
you know, put teams in totally unfair, consistent spots like Tim assumes the Jets get put into. <laughs> so it's tough. Super locks for the week. I am five and one. Jeff is four and two. Tim is two and four. But Tim, you won last week, so you can go first. Okay. I'm going to take the Green Bay Packers minus nine and a half. Green mm. Bay minus nine and a half. Oh, we're on the uh, the other side of Tim in that game. All right, Jeff, where are you going? Hmm. Hmm. Other side of Tim, Washington. Washington. Ooh, I f- like it. I f- like it. Well, well, at least uh, with that hook laying out there, one of you guys will end up the with Washington the football team. There you go. Hey, we're learning. He's a supercomputer. His neural processor is a learning machine. It's Jeff Weinberg. <laughs> I have no clue where I'm going. I don't feel great about any of these games. And it's funny because the one that I felt really good about, Seattle, or New Orleans, I end up going the other side with. I guess I'm down to, like, San Francisco. I really like Carolina to cover against the Giants. Miami in a rebound spot. Plus two and a half against Atlanta at home is where I am going. Since I have no strong, strong lean this week, I'm going to go with the strong lean of Tim, his laughing fit. His previous laughing fit is maniacal laughing fit against the Dolphins and just fade all that and just take the Dolphins at home. Probably bet them on the money line as well. So I'll take Miami plus two and a half as my super lock this week. Survivor picks, I'm taking Arizona. Jeff, who are you taking? I can You, you, you can pick a team and I'll tell you if you've used them or not. Arizona. All right. You have not used Arizona, so me and you going with Arizona, going down with the ship. Okay. <laughs> well, I, yeah, I, I, there's nothing to. It's Arizona, Houston. I'm fully expecting to just be alive next time we do this. Tim, your 7.6 team teaser. Can you recap that for us, please? Absolutely. Baltimore, Green Bay, the Jets, the Rams, Seattle, and the Cardinals. Bet the house, bet the farm, sorry, win four and a half farms. So the, that six-team, seven-point teaser is plus 450? That's correct. Okay. Doesn't seem like enough, man. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it's a lot of big favorites. Like, not only is it big favorites that you've teased down, like the Rams are still minus seven and a half. Arizona still has to cover ten and a half in this game. And I get that they're more, obviously they're more likely to do it based on what the spreads are. It's just that seems so big to me. They are big, but I like you. I had trouble finding... A lot of lines I liked this week, but when I looked at it a little bit this afternoon, I was like, you know what? That's that's where the free money is. So uh, I sort of just uh, allow the free money to appear itself to me rather than hunting for it. Shout out to our uh, our good friend Artie, who had a giant money line parlay last week. Three grand and would have been like eight grand if Seattle had won. And begged me not to say anything about the Bills-Titans game because he knew how much I liked the Titans in that game. And so did he. And you didn't say anything. No, I promised him I wouldn't because I was busy mostly watching baseball, which was frustrating. Yeah, because your reverse curse on the Red Sox is just working out perfectly for all Boston They just fans. keep getting grand slams. I hate it. We're not here to talk about baseball because we're not here to talk no. about the past. Two, <laughs> two and five on the free money so far this year. 11 and 89 overall. Let's see if we can make that 12 and 89. I told you I was, a, I was in a good mood, Tim. I am rooting for you to hit it this week. Oh, thank you. So am I. That's awesome. Okay. See, Jeff? Positivity. Where That's the new theme of this show. Everyone's positive to one another. 
are we really? Tim not, doesn't seem that positive. Yeah, well, starting next week, it'll all it'll all go back to being negative. We even say complimented him on his cooking skills today. It, the dinner sounded great. Thank you. I, you. You guys are pumping air on my tires. I love this. People are starting. <laughs> going to start calling you Chef Cust. Okay, Chef. Chef. T- t- <laughs> I don't know what you call me. Top Chef is already a show. So. Well, they just call you Chef. Like, yeah, they're there's yeah. they're Chef Tim. I'd so, like to be a chef. Well, maybe you could be if you keep practicing no, cooking. It's, it, it's it, would, it, would, it would be like if someone comes up to you and they, they know you're a chef and they'll say, like, what's your name? And you would tell them. I'm not going to fall for this. The, an, the answer do. was Chef Tim. I wasn't setting you up. I was setting you up to be All chef right, Tim. Well, then I would tell them my name. Is it doesn't matter what your name is, pal. See, I knew that was going to happen. Do you know what your name? Do you know what your name is, though? It is Tim Andergust. Tim Andergust. That is not my name. Then what is your name? Tim Andergust. It doesn't matter what your name is. You're so mean. <laughs> no, we're all about positivity. Positivity on the show this week. Do you know what you tested positive for? Being cast. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Feinberg, what you got going on this week? Uh, usual uh, golf picks at odds checker. We're going to do a, a little golf talk here as well on Mayo Media. Feinbolt, and I'm off to California, San Diego for, for a week plus with the family. So nothing but smiles here. Driving up and going to a game? I am going to the Patriots game on Halloween, uh, Chargers Patriots. That is, in my mind, I've built it as some sort of pilgrimage of of that, like my first trip to SoFi, the first time these eyes lay, lay sight on Justin in person. I sort of feel like Rudy's dad, to be perfectly honest. Rudy from the first season of Survivor? No, Rudy Rudiger. The Notre Dame member. Rudy. (laughs) Anyway, that will do it on the show. Cheat Sheet will be in Friar Saturday's newsletter, but it's up to the Tuesday newsletter, so you can always get this show early. Obviously, you don't know that if you're listening to me right now, although I said it at the beginning of the show, and I've said it every week, so you should have a fucking clue by now, but some people don't. They ask things like, how can people watch this early? I watch every week. Well, clearly you don't, or you're a moron, all right? Figure it out. Link in the description. Lester's League link in the description. Run the Sims discount in the description. Prize picks code MMN. Match deposit in the description as well. The full cheat sheet will be up, like I said, in the newsletter and on DKNation.com. Thank you all for watching. Sub to the channel. Smash the like. And I will see you next time. Twenty twenty one Zozo Championship. Bets, because I'm not. I don't even know I'm going to play DraftKings this week for this tournament. I have zero interest in this tournament. Jeff Feinberg is here with me. He has interest in this tournament, but Jeff, I just started clicking names and betting on people because if one of the, like the first three guys doesn't win, anyone can win this tournament. I feel like. Uh, yeah, I guess that's a fair assessment. Except it kind of feels like one of those top three guys are going. Um, to win, but certainly, I guess, a wide open road once you pass those three. And outside of Morikawa, it's not like Xander or Hideki 
or even Zalatoris bring a ton of win equity or winning at all in years, multiple years, period of time. So, yeah, I guess you could shoot your shot. I bet Hideki plus 16 to one out of the gate, Pat. And I'm still tempted to maybe bet one of Colin or Shoffley, to be honest. Yeah, DK Sportsbook, Decky's down to 12 to one right now. I think, listen, I know that Xander just won the Olympic gold medal in Japan. That's <laughs> that's fine. But him being the favorite over Morikawa, I feel like is very disrespectful to Morikawa. Yeah, I totally agree with, with that. I mean, Morikawa wins more. Xander probably T5s more, but it's an outright bet. So therefore, Morikawa should be the favorite. I, I don't know. In the end, I don't really see myself betting either of them. I'm going to go behind my Hideki pick with a few names to supplement to supplement my card and hope, I guess, for the best that one of those top two don't win. Are you betting CT Pan like the rest of the world? No, I'm not. I miss those initial 80s. I don't know. It doesn't really do um, a lot for me, to be perfectly honest. I'm such a dud pat. I'm really interested in Fleetwood this week. These are literally the only types of events that he does win or can win, to I, be honest. I, I suppose that's actually true, isn't it? But it's not like his numbers. He's like 20 to 1. Yeah, I guess you should. You should, I um, you know, look around on um you should look around on that front i've seen a lot of love for recce if he wins at 30 to 1 after being 150 to 1 for like eight events straight i'm just gonna have to accept it and be really happy for him yeah listen i i'm glad i think golf is more fun when ricky fowler is better and he is not taking sponsors exemptions away from like guys who desperately need to get into tournaments nice it's nice to see him play well i don't want to see anyone play crappy it's it's, it's fun to kind of like make fun of him when he's not doing well. But, you know, I do want him a part of this mix overall. And he jumped a bunch in the world rankings with his finish at the CJ Cup last week. I've had, there's been four tournaments this year. I've had second, I've had the second place finisher in three of them. So that's no fun. Wait. What? You, that sucks. And you had a run of that last year, I feel, right in the middle of the year. Like a run of, of second place finishes. So that, that sucks. That sucks to hear. I, 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 so you mentioned that you have made a few wagers in that middle zone. There's certainly a few guys that that um, that have my eye, but other than Hideki, I haven't made another wager. You haven't made another wager yet. Okay, so normally I people know the research process that I do for golf every week. I dig in, I run my numbers, I do everything. I didn't do that at all this week because I didn't want to be concerned about this tournament. I looked at names, I looked at numbers, and I didn't really even I mean I dug in a little bit to what their numbers were to make sure it matched what I remembered in my mind it was just like these guys seem values in this field at super long odds that I'm just gonna pray that one of them can come inside the top five maybe one of them can win and all of a sudden that I'm looking pretty good in this circumstance so I'm curious to think see if you can guess the four guys that I bet in this field okay I can get are we all above 50 like 50 to 100 or what we are between I'll give you a broader range than that. We'll go from 35 to 100. You know what? 40 to 100. We'll put it that way. 40 to 100. Well, I'm going to guess Harry Higgs. Nope. Uh, Luke List. No. Although, when I went back and looked at the names from the 2019 Zozo, which is where this, when Tiger won, when this was held at this course, it was a lot of really good off the tee players who did well there. 
Well, does Siwoo Kim count? No, I didn't bet Siwoo. His odds are too short. Okay, I'm really bad at this. Carlos Ortiz. No, not. I did give Carlos. He was going to be the fifth guy, but then I saw he was only 50 to okay. one. I was like, I'm eh. taking two more guesses and then I am quitting. Okay. I like, I'm big into Adam Shank this week. Okay. I did not bet Adam Shank. However, you. I was looking at head-to-heads because I had to do the golf digest column and find a head-to-head. His head-to-head versus, I think it's C.T. Pan. He's like plus 120 or something crazy like that. Okay, I'm honestly like am almost out. Are you going to tell me Eric Van Royen because he travels the world and plays everywhere? Like, what are we doing here? Uh, no, Eric Van Royen is not. Oh, that got bet back down, by the way. It's now Adam Shank, even money to beat a minus 120 CT pan. Oh, no. Kim Reaper. There we go. There's one. Okay. Picked wow. up one. Doug Gim, 80 to one. No, sorry, 70 to one. Eric Higo. Garrick Higo, number two, 80 to one. Chris Kirk. No, I did give him a good look, though. He was in that range. Okay, well, I've taken 10 guesses and gotten two. So you're going to tell me Hughes or Palmer then, right? No and no. I went with Hollywood Tom Hoagie at 100 to 1, who continues to crush his irons. You need that putter to flip a little bit. And I went with Norlander at 80 to 1, who's gained over 7.6 strokes gained on approach in two of his past four tournaments. He sucks at driving the ball, but it's been getting better. And his putter has been better than not over the past like six or eight tournaments or so. Well, this seems like an event where if it's not Morikawa, it's not Hideki, and it's not Xander, I don't really see that big of a difference between these guys and like. Ortiz or Norin or any of the, I, I can see that those guys are better than these guys, but you know, 90 to one, 80 to one, like he goes like legit. Like he hasn't been legit recently, but like, why couldn't he win this event? Yeah, no, th- those are all very fair, fair points for me. I, I, I bet Hideki, I see myself betting Fleetwood and then I see myself betting list and shank like a really depressing card. Really gross. And and that's why I went with like just the long shots in this. No one better than 70 to one. Very low investment for me. I played it with the top five each way. And I bet all four of those guys as first round leader as well. Not with each. I could make the case, though, that you should just maybe bet both of Xander and Morikawa and you'll have a really hot ticket that pays lose your units on one of them that pays like over six to one. Sure. One of them will be deep into it on Sunday. So, and like, honestly, Xander's got a better chance of winning this tournament than he did being like top American at the Ryder cup. Yeah. It's actually kind of true. I was seeing if you could parlay their top fives together, but uh, one site won't allow me to do it. Maybe I'll. Maybe that's the route that I'll take on this one. And you just have to hope that like Xander and Morikawa have shit putting weeks. That's about it. <laughs> I mean, it's not. I don't, it's, I... it's not out of the realm of you know, possibilities that Colin Morikawa has a bad putting week. No, of course not. And I guess like they're the two star American players that are going. They have ties in their own ways to Japan and. I don't know. Xander's just never won. So I feel like Morikawa can be in a hit and giggle. Well, Xander's got to be like, I'd like to win a PGA tournament one time this half decade. Hey, he has four wins. It's not like he's never won before. No, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm obviously being facetious, but we're, we've gone like two calendar years without a PGA win. And he traded all again for another Olympic gold medal. I bet. That's a lie. 
it's not like he's not making money. He would listen. I, I never. I, that's not for I, debate. I, 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 I'm not I, debating his I th- bank. I, I think. I think that he would rather keep the gold medal than win the Zozo. If we're talking about like the Open Championship, I'm right. You're right. I bet you he would give up his gold medal to have Morikawa's wins. I agree, but I also feel like let's say Xander wins this week. Next time we're doing a tournament that's a stronger field, and he's 14 or 16 to one. And we're going to like not even give this win credit. We're going to be like, whatever, man. You won the Zozo versus nobody in Japan. So this is sort of like a no win situation from a mindset standpoint. But this also feels like one of those golf tournament paths where like uh, only because we're golf betters and we're going to be betting some shitty event in Bermuda again next week and Mayakoba the week. I'm excited for those events. At least okay. give me a, give me a cut event that I can play DraftKings with. No, yeah. My, my point being is like as golf betters, we're so like we're going to scoff at the person showing their seven to one winner Sunday, be it more a coward show. Like, psh, get hey, out of hey, it. Like, you know, you know what? I am not like that with the rest of the golf community. I don't think I don't scoff at people seven to one wins. Like it's a seven no, to I one agree. win. That, that's like, great. It's I, it's just I don't bet those types of guys. I I agree. I don't want to pull that trigger. A win is a win. If someone hit a seven to one first touchdown, it'd be like great bet, man. So obviously, I'm gonna give you congratulations for hitting a golf tournament winner at seven or eight eight to one. This field, like, is this worse than some of those? DJ yes. Canadian opens of like four years ago. Yes. And I mean, at least those are full field events. So that's like a hundred. This is worse than the Olympics, right? Like this oh, is yeah. worse field than the Olympics. way worse than the Olympics. At least those Canadian okay. open fields and some of these like jabroni fields <laughs> that we see throughout the course of the year, they still have 156 guys in them. And like, they're all PGA dudes. Like, once we get to a certain point, like one of the reasons that I didn't want to like do a DraftKings show or do this, like I would have had to figure out who 27 of these like Asian torn Japanese players are who I've never heard of before in my life. Although apparently Doc Redman is on the level with them in terms of odds. <laughs> yeah. So I guess that would be the only thing I was going to say. Does that mean like Sam Ryder and Doc Redman are that bad? Like, are they not worth each way plays potentially? I don't know. Like, I maybe I, I, guess I haven't Your done boy enough. Sep? Your boy, Sep? Yeah, I went. I just went and looked at Sep. Because Sep, remember, he was the first-round leader at the Olympics? Because I thought the same thing you did. He has missed 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10 of his last 12 cuts. Wouldn't Perception is not reality for me and Sep. No, no, but he has a 10th at the Travelers, a 15th at the Wyndham, and he was first-round leader at the Olympics. There it is. <laughs> so he makes a count, at least, when he's going up there. I just, this tournament, just I have just... No interest in it, but I've now given my, this is the fun part, for a very low investment in golf in terms of uh, finances for this week, I can have some fun here. Like, one of those four guys has to play well, right? They have all four rounds. I can't guarantee anything. I suppose that's true. It's probably going to be like Papa Shugo who ends up winning this, isn't it? No, I don't know. I've got this weird um, perception that when, like, really bad European fields or these bad, like, that the good players when they're dragged overseas pretty much win this also to Fleetwood Pat. I'm now I'm making, I'm forcing an issue, but we've seen some really great. Every winner has been Ryder cup losers since the Ryder cup. Or am I missing that point? Who won the week before Rory? Who won the week before Sungjae won the week before Rory. Yeah. How many, 
I'm really lost now. Who have been? Oh, Matt Fit, Matt Fitzpatrick yeah. just won. Yeah, those two guys. Those two guys just won together. Yes. So now I'm thinking. Oh, guys who lost because someone brought up a great point. Do you remember after the last Presidents Cup, the next three events were won by players on that losing international side? Yeah, it was Cam Smith. It was it was Cam Smith. Mark Leishman won Tory. And, and then some- maybe answer one in Australia, or maybe that was already happened. I'm not sure. I think that it already happened. There was someone else. There's and now I'm making things up. I like Fleetwood. I'm a loser. <laughs> you just say I want to bet Fleetwood. Like th- this, if this was a European tour event from four years ago, there is a 100% chance Eric Van Royen would have putted himself out of a winning coming forth. Oh yeah, of, of course. He's my yeah, without a, without a. a a doubt without a doubt, but I don't know. I'm not running to bet the Olympic darlings. People love pan. People love Vegas. I'm not like running on those narratives at all, to be honest. I don't mind Vegas though. He actually does profile pretty, pretty well when I did look at it a little bit, but I'm not betting him at 30 to one. Yeah. So my guys, I went deeper. Like I said, all with the top five each way. And as a first round leader play Norlander, Hoagie, Higo. And the Gim Reaper. Gim Chi. Let's do this, Doug. Get it together and figure it out this week. Anything else or is that it, Jeff? No, that's it for me. Decky, Fleetwood, Shank, List. Embarrassing, short, simple. Let's have some fun. Tons of other content golf-wise on Mayo Media Network. Fantasy Golf Degeners with Tambo and Kenny Kim. Full DraftKings breakdown. You go check it out. Kenny Smoke Sigs on the show. It's a fantastic one this week. Plus, Tom and Axis filling in for Sky this week, breaking down the European Tour event, which I think actually starts later than the Japanese event. So if you missed the the first go-around on the Japanese event for the Zozos, go tilt-enter the Euro events on DraftKings and go bet that one as well. Stay tuned for that. Thank you all for watching. Smash the like on the way out. Sub to the network, and I'll see you next time. Experience! Experience!